everyone. Welcome to episode 18 of the Film is Dead podcast. Today is Halloween and my name is John. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm James. Hi guys, this week we're planning on doing a uh, bit of a Halloween themed horror episode. Got a few horror films lined up for you later on, so we'll, uh, we'll get to them. But first of all, how are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah, all right. Um... Yeah, as good as it can be in the current situation. Lockdown, lockdown struck our small northern town, hasn't it? It has struck our town. I feel like it's almost like a horror film that's happening within our within our world right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Halloween came early. Yeah. I don't think I mentioned it last time, but I went to Manchester a few weeks ago. When was it now? I went to Manchester to watch a few films. I think it was since the last podcast, and uh, I went past the GMAT Centre, which is normally a dead vibrant area where they have all the Comic-Con conventions and stuff like that. Yeah. And now it's a Nightingale uh, coronavirus hospital, and it's all cordoned off, and like it's all fenced off and stuff, and it's just terrifying. The <laughs> <laughs> strange thing about the Nightingale hospital is it's never been open, so they're not actually doing anything with it, are they? It's just sort of yeah. sat there. Sat there. Dead, dead quiet, no one's around for miles, like it's completely dead. It just felt like something out of like Dawn of the Dead or something like you know, like an apocalypse. So I've only ever seen the pitch, it looks kind of futuristic, the building as well, doesn't it? Kind of, but like it looks really like uh deserted because they've got these like f- wire fencing up everywhere, but they've got like actual uh, what's the word, like freeze blocks, they've got massive breeze blocks in front of all the doors. There's a like no one, you can't get out when you're in there, <laughs> you cannot <laughs> escape, kind of thing. <laughs> Only problem is, I don't think they're letting anybody in there anyway, so what's the point of them? Well, it's one of them, I think, like, there's a bit of, like, uh, an anti-lockdown uh, mindset in the, within the population. So I think yeah. I think that they think that when people are in Manchester and have had a few beers of a night time, they might get a bit a bit rowdy and go down there and start smashing the place up or something. <laughs> <laughs> they've, got it, they've got it all completely cordoned off kind of thing, but it's just like, it's like something like the horror film, it's like... There's no one around. It's completely dead quiet and eerie. It's awful. <laughs> it's really oh, yeah. horrible. <laughs> Why don't they just open the doors now and just like get people in? If, they, if there's that many people dying of coronavirus, why don't they just start helping them right now instead of just leaving a brand new hospital? That that got you. That, that, when was that constructed? I think it was begin- the beginning of uh, lockdown, wasn't it? It's been, it was it's been back, at, months, back at the start of the summer. Yeah. So uh, it's one of them where they built they built all these hospitals for the potential overflow, but the potential overflow hasn't happened. It still hasn't happened yet, but the idea being it will happen at some point. So yet they're still worried about, you know, the wards in normal hospitals being inundated by COVID patients. Yeah. And apparently I saw a funny thing on the internet because that's the place where you should see all your reliable source of information. <laughs> um that what was it now? Is it to do with COVID? It might be. It might be. Source, <laughs> <laughs> though. Yeah. We'll skip this bit. I, I, I don't think there was an actual source for it, so... Well, going off from there, like, uh, our good friend Elliot, friend of the show, oh, he's yeah. got a theory. He's got a theory that the government are spreading coronavirus through the pigeons. They are doing. Yeah. <laughs> is, 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 that, is that the fear that he's told you? Because he's told me two other ones. 
<laughs> so, so what was what was one of them? Um, that um, what was it? The COVID only affects lizard people. Um, um, so, so, <laughs> like the queen, exactly, and, and like like people in power. And so, so oh. what? So, so what they're doing? They're locking down the population whilst they um, whilst they kind of recuperate. <laughs> Like they shed their skin and get their new, their new skin through, sort of thing. While they regenerate. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, like Elliot's going to listen to this now, like because he's obviously going to be made aware that he's been mentioned, um, and he, <laughs> I, I can guarantee you, it would word for word what I just said. What his? Can I just was. interject just a second? A breaking news: I've just had a message from Elliot that we just talked about. Now, literally, oh. just came through, and it says. Someone has left a pumpkin outside uh, in Longford for uh, for a decoration, and someone has shat in it. Uh, I reckon it's the same guy who's going to shit in your fire pit. That's what that's what the message says. <laughs> that should uh, that should give the listener a little in- insight into Elliot's mind. <laughs> and also, I mean, I, I, some guy broke into my shed a few years ago and stole my bike and did a shit in my fire pit. That's yeah. that's what he's alluding to on that one. That's what it's come from. Yeah, I got the, I got the bike what? back. It scrap. It was in. A, they left it in a bush. I got the bike back. But yeah, some bloke did a crud inside my uh, fire pit. So I think that's what he was saying. Someone's actually in Longford done a done a poo in a, uh, a pumpkin. <laughs> if anything, though, in that deal, you were up at the end of it because you ended up with your bike back and a poo as well. Exactly, <laughs> win win yeah. for me, really. Yeah, yeah. Double, double, double the duds. Yeah, double but, trouble. Just while we mention Elliot, like we were talking about getting him on because he loves creepypastas and stuff like that, doesn't it? Oh, he's into that shit, yeah. Yeah, and this would have been the perfect episode for him to uh, to debut on, but obviously, thanks to uh, coronavirus and Boris Johnson, yeah, we're, we're, we're over Zoom again, which is annoying. Spooktober's you know off this year apparently, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we're heading towards Covember. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we, we plan to have Elliot on, but obviously because of uh, lockdown and Corona, he's put paid to it. Yeah, he doesn't know how to use phones, you see, so he he, he can't be on this this episode, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, maybe maybe he'll learn for next time. But <laughs> yeah, he's sort of like a golem esque character, really. Do you think? But he's not. No, no, he's he's nicer looking than Gollum, isn't he? But he's that sort of character. I think he's more of an Ace Ventura, but even more of a wild card than Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. If Ace Ventura got hold of the one ring, I, that's what it would be. <laughs> we'll, we're teasing this for a future episode. We'll, we'll have to have him on now to defend himself. Yeah, we'll. I was going to say, I, I, I can't wait for him to listen to this podcast and just be like, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> I don't know. You'll love it. <laughs> he, he actually will, though. He, he's... he's, he's... <laughs> He's, he loves he loves stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's just, loves life. <laughs> he's I'm not sure that guy. we spoke about. Sorry, I'm not sure that we spoke about the last pod. Had had Cineworld shut down a lot of its uh, venues last time. Literally, at the last pod, they were closing that week when we did right. the pod. Well, that's happened now. Yeah, they're too. gone. Are you, are you going to get a refund, you two, for your Cineworld? I, th- uh... I think they're just not charging at the moment. Right. But I, I am due a refund because they did it again. They did this last time. They took the direct debit right before closing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, 
I paid another like eighteen pound, well, sixteen pound, whatever it was. And then they closed. So like when it when it opens again, they'll owe me like two months uh like back pay essentially. Yeah, yeah. And they did the same thing last time. So they could have planned it a bit better, but uh yes. only until open. Only oh, a weekend. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's nothing to show, is there? Yeah, no films? No, no. We we we've not got no uh no time to die yet, have we? That's not happening for a while. No. Talking of news, there was a bit of talk that Apple TV was in contention to buy the rights mm. for No Time to Die. Yeah. This but was going to be a topic I brought up. Uh, what film franchise will die out because of COVID, do you think? Do you think the bomb fra- this could be the last big budget oh, bomb film? I'll tell you what, what franchise will definitely die out. This fucking Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts, whatever it's called. Oh, we'll never, we'll never see another one of them films. <laughs> Prediction: so We'll bad. never see another one. Is is, I mean, is is that less because of COVID and more because Johnny Depp's not ever going to appear in a film ever again? Or... And because he's <laughs> wank. <laughs> oh, Jimbo's putting a coat on. Yeah, get a bit COVID cold, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I say I say that about Johnny Depp, but he probably, he probably he almost definitely will appear in films, but. Um, I can't. I can't see the like uh, them the, them wanting him back. Um, to be honest, what pre Amber Heard? Well, well yeah, like what's like what's a tangent with that? Go on. Like, have you heard the details of the whole Amber Heard thing? Like, apparently mm. she was horrible to him. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like. But like, I I think she's amazing. Amber Heard, like, she's a very beautiful lady. Like, you she can't judge anyone. Like, should judge a book by its cover. Well, but I mean, but this is the thing though. Like, I like the fact that she's a bit like of a psychopath. <laughs> she's like an evil genius or something. Like, do you know what I mean? She's like left this whole campaign against Johnny Depp. And, like, yeah. she's like, if she put her mind to it, she could be like the next president of the USA or something. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you have to be a sociopath to do that anyway. Normally, though, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it helps anyway. It just adds yeah. to me. I'm like, what yeah. She's she's like an actual like. Evil villainess or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I love the way the things we're talking about now. It's about reality, but it's almost it's horror related because it's horrible. Yeah, it, is, <laughs> it is pretty yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnny Depp. Donald Trump as well. So the cows come out, won't we? But <laughs> Johnny Depp's been living this for the last three years. He's been living this this, this nightmare. Yeah. Can I just mention the come back to the COVID thing? Had a bit of oh. breaking news as we were starting recording. France have announced they're back in a national lockdown from Friday, and it'll last until December. But I mean, there's no way they've got to come up. There's no way they'll have a lockdown for one month. Back they Can I say they'll be they'll be in lockdown now till like March, I think. So I think that's the way we're heading. We're heading towards another national lockdown by the look of it. Yeah, I, I just can't be. I mean, I'm hoping because. Currently, with tier three, um, construction workers are allowed to go there. Like the, that's allowed. So I'm hoping that like my job won't won't be fucking yeah like, affected. Are you saying I can put on a high vis vest and just do what I want then? No, I'm saying that if you're doing <laughs> a job in a house, construction wise, you can go in there. <laughs> but, well, that's worrying. Well, like you know we. Entering the second lockdown, 
it's just like there's gonna be more people made redundant. You know what I mean? It's like what what is going on? The thinking behind yeah. it. I got I got made redundant a couple of months ago. I mean, quite a lot of people did. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't want to go Joe Rogan on it really. So, <clears throat> John throws. John's froze. Well, I just wow. had a bit of an issue there where we're froze. I should be back now. Yeah, he's back. Well, we, we, we just talked about like all, all of the uh, the people who've lost their jobs and things like that. I, I was one of them, uh, and a few people I know have been. It's just a bit of a, an unusual one, and I can't help feel like it, it, it could have been avoidable. It could have. Yeah, been. exactly. I feel like the whole thing could have been avoidable. Like it's just such an absolute clusterfuck the way they've handled it. Yeah. New Zealand and Japan, they're, they're doing fine now. And I don't know. I don't know. The population in Japan's probably not far off England, is it? You know what? Um, I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> People will probably say I'm, I'm wrong about this, but I'm sure Japan's got a similar population to England, not the UK. Uh, but New Zealand, yeah, it's massively smaller. I know that. Yeah. And, and America's obviously huge, and that's probably why they're doing really badly. But look at India no. and China. I mean, are they are they drastically any any better off than the USA are? I'm, I'm, it depends I'm, on how you work it out. If it's like per if it's per million people of your population, we're we're the, I mean, we're the worst. Whichever way you want to slice it, we're like top of the league kind of thing. Right. <laughs> but like the US, actually, I mean, they're getting a lot of flat. But the US are like only halfway down in terms of like. Per population, yeah, but they are still doing awfully. Like, did what two hundred oh, yeah. twenty-five million um, thousand um, deaths from it in America? And um, and I, I, did you see today? But that um, the White House have, has put um, ending COVID as one of their like achievements. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. End world hunger if you're a beauty pageant yeah. sort of thing. They've, they've, genuinely, they've genuinely put like ended like COVID um, as one of their achievements. I was just like, like do, do, do you know, for this kind of. Um, yeah, for the election. Yeah, it's mad. One of, one of their little uh, vote for us and we'll keep ending COVID as like. <laughs> <laughs> mad, isn't it? Yeah. Well, just on that, like, sorry, guys, I just want to mention a bit of like gaming stuff. Yeah, like I'm getting, I'm getting worried now. Literally, just thinking about it tonight. I've got the the Xbox and the PS5 pre-ordered, but the pre-ordered to pick up in the shop. Yeah. If we get told tomorrow it's a national lockdown again and games shut, how the hell do I pick up my PS5? Yeah, to cancel your order and just get delivered. Surely. Can't, can't, Maybe, but, I mean, surely, surely, just like right, we're just going to deliver them. Just. You'd, th- you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, Jeff because Bezos it... can help you out, probably, can't he? That's probably what it's all about. Surely, though, like, because um, game will do deliveries as well, won't they? So, surely, yeah. surely, just like, right, we can't allow you in the store, but just give us your address and we'll send it instead. We'll pop around with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <clears throat> I'd hope so, but it's just worrying me. I'm like, waited for this for ages and now, like, there's a potential for a lockdown again. But uh, so, it's one other thing I mentioned to you guys off the pod. I bought a couple of these arcade one-up cabinets, which I'm loving. Mm. Like that's all. I, that's all I'm doing at the moment, like playing like old retro games and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the potential that we're going to go back in a lockdown again. I'm just thinking now this weekend. I'm going to head. I got them from a Smith's Toy Store in town. Yeah. I'm going to head back this weekend and get. I, I wanted the uh, Street Fighter Two one as well. Ah, oh, so I'm going, to go, I'm going to go back and get it before the shop shut. So yeah, yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. So but, but what's the assembly like? I mean, have you talked about these retro games machines? 
What's the assembly like? It's like an IKEA piece of furniture, then, is it? Yeah, like like IKEA flat pack furniture. Dead easy to be honest, literally. Yeah. An Allen key or whatever. Just with a, a yeah. hand screwdriver, just screw it all together. It took right. like an hour tops to put it all together, kind of. Yeah. Thing. Well, these are quite just got a, oh, substantial units, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're, to be honest, they're not that heavy. They're about sixty pounds. You can you can lift them up just about on, with you know on your own kind of thing. They're probably made out of their MDF or something, aren't they? Yeah, like MDF, like yeah. But the uh, the control panel, which you've got to like wire into the uh, the monitor. But other than that, it's dead easy kind of thing. That sounds cool. I can't yeah, wait yeah. to have a proper go of them when all this is over. Well, yeah. this is the thing with the COVID. Once COVID's fucked off, we can uh, get a game night on the go. Yeah, we can actually do real things, can't we? Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I'm looking at like flats and stuff to move move next year. When I get a flat with a spare bedroom, just to like turn into like a kind of arcade kind of game room kind of oh, thing. Very nice, so, yeah. Why not? Yeah, we'll have like a couple of game nights or something. Yeah, Sounds class. We will yeah, do that. We can, even, we can do a podcast based upon that. Defo, defo. I feel like there's another another thing I wanted to mention in the in, uh, with, with about the news that's happened. I've got something if that's okay. Yeah, go on. Uh, there's been a bit of a poll over the last few weeks where it's been all over like uh, a lot of film related like Facebook groups that I'm in have all been all been talking about it. Uh, they've announced what the scariest film of all time is. Yeah, yeah. and what they've done right. is yeah they've studied like a, a group of random people to see how much the heart fluctuates. And it's a uh, sinister, which came out on top. I've never seen that film actually. It's definitely not the scariest film ever, but <laughs> no. it's all, I think it's not the red face guy. I keep, I keep thinking it's the red face guy. Darth no, that's Monster. insidious. That's insidious, isn't it? Yeah. This sinister is the guy. Is the, uh, this is the guy that looks like he's the, like the guitarist of Slipknot or something. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's the Jim, the Jim Root guy. Like. Jim Root, yeah. <laughs> like a, yeah, okay. Like a Joey Jordison looking kind of mask wearing maniac. Yeah, long hair, white mask kind of thing. Oh, like, like oh, he looks a bit like um, J- uh, the, the, the drummer. Is it Joey Jordison, is it? No, no, it's Jim Root. Oh, yeah. It's like metal, like a like a metal face looking. Oh, thing. I see that kind of thing. Well, and that's the spookiest thing going, is it? Apparently, but my oh. issue with it is, is that they've sampled random people. Now, to me, that if they were trying to find the scariest film ever, they should sample like film critics. Hardened, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like people who are scared by that aren't used to films and stuff in general or horror films in general. Do you know what I mean? Like what might what might scare one random person wouldn't scare a film fan. Yeah. So they should have done it across like a, a selection of like film critics or something. You know, no, something people, <clears throat> people fainted at the cinema in uh, when they watched um, The Exorcist, didn't they back in the back in the day. Yeah, that was the rumor, yeah. Like people were thrown up in the aisles and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Green slime just down the aisle. <laughs> if you go to the Odeon on a on a on a Friday night, later Friday night, there's all other sorts of slime on the on the on the uh, oh. upholstery. <laughs> other than green. Oh. <laughs> They've obviously done the famous popcorn trick, haven't they? Oh, he's done it again. Look. Look, he's he, we've we've caught him on a, a um a mid laugh here. What? John? Why is John gone again? Can you not see? He's frozen solid. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, he's gone. Okay, so my, my Zoom just froze again for the second time. Thanks again, Boris Johnson. Loving this. 
Yeah, thanks, Chairman Mao. Yeah, killing our podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one, one last thing to mention. We mentioned it back on the Wild Wild West episode that, like, there was a potential that by reopening schools, they'd have to close the pubs. That was the, uh, the logic. And we're there now. We're, where we're based in the Northwest, we're in Tier 3, a Tier 3 lockdown, and they've uh, closed all the pubs, which is, which is great. Yeah. The yeah. thing, the, the thing is though, like they've not 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 that it's not a good idea to close the pubs, but they've definitely got it the wrong way around. I think um, the kids will be the ones that are fucking spreading it. Oh yeah, everyone everyone knows kids are monkey. Aren't they? Yeah, they, are <laughs> they are dirty kids, so they they'll be the ones that are like fucking spreading germs between each other. Um, I mean. I agree. I mean, drunks aren't exactly the cleanest of people, but... Um... <laughs> you speak for yourself, Nick. <laughs> no, but that's totally what this is. Like, every day, like, Piers Morgan's tweeting about, like, oh, you've got to be more responsible. You've got to treat this virus seriously. It's like, tell the kids. Those snotty little kids the ones passing it around. Exactly. This is my point, yeah. I well, think, I think, I think, I think, like, unless they... Like, if they actually want to fucking end it, they need to just closed the schools again just to say for a good month or something say right but they're not going to school again fucking and then they can't close everything else and not the cl- the schools because that's where it's going to be spread we'll laugh about this in a few months surely won't we oh, it'd, be <laughs> nice. yeah. it'd be nice to but yeah <laughs> look back fondly on these times won't we in a year's time we're like living in a cave like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Trying to catch Fox and see. Remember the times <laughs> before times. <laughs> but yeah, that's all my news, guys. Have you you guys yeah. got anything? Uh, other than uh, the world has gone to shit, and I don't think any films are going to be ever coming out ever again. Oh, sorry. What what, what one of the things I was I was going to mention <laughs> <laughs> um, is that the, the new Bond film. Um, yeah. Someone's done like a like a crowdfunding thing because I think it cost something stupid like sixty seven. Six hundred and seven million pounds or dollars. I can't. I can't remember exactly what they did it wrong. Anyway, so it, the conversion rate came up like seven hundred and something uh, million pounds or something like that. But yeah, so you can naturally uh, go to that crowdfunding website that we all know of, and uh, yeah, and, and, and give your support if you want to see Bond on some sort of weird platform, which I'm not sure why. Uh, why you'd want to? Yeah. Like, oh, so you know what? I don't think I've, I don't think I mentioned this before. But I want to make another prediction here. I think COVID will kill superhero films, and I think Bond might be in a similar thing. Mm. I feel like audiences, once this has all died down and the theaters have reopened, the last thing an audience will want to see is some stupid fucking comic book hero saving the world. You know what I mean? It's like. I hope you're right, John. Do you, get, do you get what I mean, though? Like, I've, I've heard things, in the, like opinion in the past about, like, why the old Batman TV show was so campy and treated so ridiculously. It's because that generation had just come out of World War II. Right. And, like, the last thing they wanted to do was, like, look at these little, like, funny books and kind of be like, oh, let's, let's treat Batman seriously kind of thing. Right. They, were Na- they, were, they were killing Nazis 10 years ago. You know what I mean? It's like they, they didn't want to treat it as a serious thing because it's ridiculous you know what i mean yeah. going through going through world war ii gave them that viewpoint 
And I think this will be a similar thing. People have gone through COVID now and come, will come out the other side. And I'll be like, the last thing we want to see is the Avengers Can't. saving the world. Hmm. Ah, so it might be more comedy-driven, you think, than the, the newest generation of films? I just think more serious. We'll go back to like... Maybe oh, you think it's going to go the opposite, opposite way, like you mean? The, like The Godfather and Goodfellas, that kind of thing. Hmm. Well, I hope you're right. I'm, ho- I'm hoping. <laughs> hoping. <laughs> well, yeah. the, Oracle, the Oracle has spoken, people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Play, so I'm, predicting, uh, I'm predicting no more Harry Potter... No more superheroes and possibly no more. I suppose Bond would still fit into it, but mm. Bond has been no. He doesn't even feel like he's a relic of the Cold War, according to uh, Judy Dench's M, isn't he? So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm just thinking we'll, we'll get to April, we'll have finally, hopefully, shaken off COVID. The last thing you'll want to do is go and watch James Bond save the world, kind of thing. It's like, where were you yeah. fucking when, when COVID was killing everyone? You know what I mean? Do you, do you think there's going to be loads of new films about like uh, similar to Contagion coming out? Do you think there's going to be loads of stuff like that? Knocking it's an interesting it? question. Like, do you think films being made now will feature mask wearing or will even, not even mention it? They've not so far, have they? No one's mentioned it at all. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, in a year's time when films have been released that have been filmed now, do you think they'll even. Uh, even mention the fact of the, of the pandemic you know, or anything like that? I don't know. I think they're going to have to. Well, well some people will. Some yeah. people will. I, re- I reckon it'll be featured in comedies, but not any serious films. Yeah. Just thinking whether, like, Wonder Woman 84 will have, like, a little, like, refilmed scene now where she's got to wear a mask when she goes to the supermarket <laughs> or something like Wonder Woman 2019, <laughs> and she's just, like, on, on a ventilator. <laughs> <laughs> Realistic superhero film. <laughs> yeah. That could be a kryptonite, couldn't it? Uh, sort of uh, COVID, could be. Yeah, she can kill anyone, beat, any, beat anything, but she gets killed by COVID. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think, have you guys got any more news you want to talk about? No, that's everything. And it looks no, like... Good. Yeah, good. Right, so uh, if you guys are okay with that, then we'll uh, we'll get into our main film. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay, guys. So the first main film this week on the on the Halloween Covember Fest is a uh, Psycho. Do you have a synopsis there? I do indeed. A, f- a Phoenix secretary embezzles $40,000 from her employer's client, goes on the run and checks into a remote motel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. Oh, right. Mm, uh, and it's almost like mother in inverted commas. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one, that, isn't it? Because it doesn't yeah. give anything away about the film. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants no. to uh, kick it off? Well, Nick, you, you're... Uh... Oh, sorry, no, no, don't. John, you're the one who brought it up, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> Good point. So... Good point. Uh, I'll mention, uh, going off the back of that plot synopsis there, like, is there anyone on the planet who doesn't know the story of Psycho? <laughs> like... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, 
when I first watched, I, th- I think when I first properly watched this, I must have been about 18, and I only watched it because the remake was coming out. And I loved it back then when I first watched it. It was like, the, it's one of them where, you know, when you're like 18, 19, and you're like, oh, black and white, old film, I'm not watching that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then I watched it, I was like, fucking hell, that is amazing. <laughs> the one thing and I've I loved was, it ever since. I'd never really, I'd only seen, maybe I, maybe I didn't ever see it. Maybe I just feel as though I've seen it because of the cultural stuff. Well, well exactly, that's the thing. This. Like, even if you haven't seen it, you will know that. But Don't you know Bates. Bates, you know the name Bates. And yeah, as soon exactly. as his name's brought, I'll be like, oh, this guy's the murderer then. It's ruined it, hasn't it? <laughs> exactly. Like everyone will know the story going into this. Like I would love to be able to like wipe my memory and watch this for the first time knowing nothing about it. <laughs> would that if there's one film that you could delete your brain for, would that be it? It might be Jaws, actually, thinking about yeah, it, but <laughs> I thought it might, might be quite interesting if you did uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> delete your memories to watch that <laughs> but I just feel like even if you haven't seen the film everyone will know the plot twist well, everyone will know that Marion Crane gets killed 40 minutes in and everyone will know that Norman Bates is actually his mother at the same yeah. time kind of thing well, well, just, well, well I actually I, 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 went in, I went in a virgin really to be honest with you. I knew about all the tropes <laughs> of the film and stuff like that but I didn't expect the main like female protagonist to get murdered really early on. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't, really? I didn't know. I'd seen the scene, but I didn't know whether or not that was just a famous scene that was like a dream sequence or something. I didn't know. I was thinking, there's no way they can fucking bump this girl off so early. Oh, man, I'm, I'm happy with that, because that's the intention yeah. of the film. It's meant to shock no, you I was, when, like... I was so happy that it actually got me all those years later, yeah. even though I, I could have known about that, but I didn't. Because, like, um, coming off the back of this... Oh, have you ever seen the famous shower <laughs> scene, haven't they, but... Exactly, everyone knows that. When you hear the strings kind of thing, everyone yeah, knows yeah. What, it's, what it's for. Amazing. But going off the back of that, like Wes Craven pulled the same trick with a scream, and it got me It got me big time with Scream. Like, I felt sick watching it. The, like, it's hard, to, it's hard to, like, kind of convey now, but at the time when Scream 1 came out, all of the advertising like, was pushing... Late 90s, was it, or something? The first one. 96. 96, right. the first one. All of the advertising was pushing... Drew Barrymore is the main character. If you go back and look at posters from Screen One, Drew Barrymore yeah. is like the main character on all of them. Yeah. And that like, yeah, when she gets killed off like 15 minutes in, like I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just the same trick. It's exactly what they did with Psycho kind of thing. I like that. But, but I like it. It's obviously Psycho's a better film than Screen, but I like what they do in Psycho because you think you're watching one film. It's almost like a Coen Brothers kind of crime caper for the first 40 minutes. You're watching this girl steal, like, was it $40,000? Yeah. And and you go on a road trip. Apparently, $40,000 is like 130 to 150,000 US dollars now. So it's like, yes, much more. $40,000 is a lot of money to anybody now, but I mean, it would have been a lot more at the time. Yeah. But like, you're watching her going on a road trip and they're like going to meet up with a boyfriend and she just stops off at this motel halfway there. But then, like, obviously, what happens, happens kind of thing. And it's just like, if, you, if I could watch this without knowing, you'd be like, what the fuck? It's turned into a horror film. I thought I was watching, like, some weird, like, crime caper kind of thing. But <laughs> there's even, you know even I mean? kind of, like... Oh, sorry, just on that, like, they, they highlight the point as well. Like, after she's been killed, the camera, like, pans back into the bedroom and the camera pans over to the money, which is just laid in the newspaper. Yeah, and he doesn't even notice, does he? 
doesn't even know. And it's as if to say, like, like Hitchcock's saying, like, I oh, remember that money that kicked all this off. It doesn't even matter anymore. Like. No. And, he's, he's, and in the end, I think he just chucks it on top of the body and puts it in the in the swamp, doesn't he? Not even that. He yeah. doesn't know, does he? But it what, sorry, just, just going back to another Hitchcock film that reminded me of this one. I recently watched The Birds and did ah, the yeah. same thing. And I, I was watching it for like a half an hour. Fair enough. I think I might have had a... All right, I might, I might have had a beer or something. Oh. And um, I was watching it and I was like, Oh, am I supposed to watch a horror film now? It's more of a like drama and more of like a getting to know people, but for a long time, and I enjoyed that. And I yeah, think it was definitely. the same with Psycho as well. I think this is what Hitchcock does. Like, like I'm getting a lot more fluent with Hitchcock now. Watching, watching a lot more of his old films. I've been, I've not been going off half cocks recently. I've been going off Hitchcock. Been watching a lot of his, a uh, lot of his old stuff. And like in Real Window, there's, there's all this drama in Real Window about. James Stewart and Grace Kelly, yeah. like she loves him, wants wants to be in a, a relationship with him, and he's been really weirdly standoffish because he thinks she's too perfect and all. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's all this like drama behind the actual plot of the film. The actual well, plot, even the plot of the film, <laughs> the window, it's almost a farce because he's made. He, he's just he's bored. It's almost. I've said I've, I've said this to both of you about this before. It reminds me of me in COVID. You're locked into your house. You're not moving around. Like he's got a broken leg in the film, so he's, he can't move about, and he's just sort of looking out the window. He's using like a, a telescopic lens. I think it's like a, I think it's a Practicar. It's a weird bent shaped like um, SLR camera yeah. with a, with. I think it's like a 400 millimeter lens, which in that day and age, I mean, he's supposed to be a journalist or something like that. His name. Yeah, that's, that's his job. Which, yeah. That's some expensive equipment he's got there in the, in the day. And he, he, he's, in fact, I think he uses binoculars at one point and thinks actually they look a bit creepy and throws them away, doesn't he? And he's like, yeah, I'll just use the camera instead. And he, uh, yeah. he, he points there. But I can, I can relate a lot to that as well. I've been doing well, I just love that idea. I take like that film. pictures of birds outside in my window because we can't leave the premises anymore. And <laughs> it's sad, isn't it, really? But I, I related to that film. That's a, a future YouTube video there, like Jimbo, like a rear window version of Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just stuck looking down and there's like a snackhead on the floor outside <laughs> of, uh, the, the train station. It feels <laughs> the beauty of the beauty of um, rear window is that he's sort of fabricating these things in his mind. He's getting a bit bored and he's thinking, oh, it could be this crazy thing that's happening. Yeah. Really, it's well, exactly like that's the whole drama thing. He creates like this drama himself. Yeah. But he also creates drama with Grace Kelly in that film because mm. she's almost like too perfect for him. He wants a bit of a challenge with her kind of thing, and she's like just just too perfect. The thing is, though, Grace and, Kelly is like a gorgeous, like twenty odd or early thirties year old like woman. 20, 20, 24 years old. I've googled this. Twenty four. <laughs> and how, how old was old. James Stewart at this point? He must have been in his fifties. 45. <laughs> what me? Like, you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, there's no problem with that. I mean, that's me being really ageist now. I mean, there's no problem with that. But even at one point, I think James Stewart said, I can't remember if it was James Stewart or uh, Kerry Grant. It was, I was reading about Alfred Hitchcock recently. And one of his actors, it might not have been either of those, they were kind of saying, you know, I don't want to be doing these films anymore because my granddaughter is, is younger than her now, sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. 
but like going back uh, to the drama. I'm sorry, thing. I can't give you the exact name, but there is definitely one of the actors who were in one of the Hitchcock films, a famous, massively famous actor. Mm. He said something. Going back, going back to like the little mini dramas kind of thing. That's the thing with Cycle. There's a load of little like melodramatic moments. Like there's the whole thing with Norman and his mother. There's the whole thing with Marion Crane and her boyfriend, and then Lila Crane, her sister, comes into it. It's like a family drama at one point kind of thing, you know? Yeah. There's all, all these little stories going on within it. But just going off that, like, there's one bit where Norman Bates gives a speech to Marion when she first turns up at the motel. And he's talking about everyone being stuck in their own personal traps. And it's just a class, like, five minutes of, like, conversation kind of thing. Yeah. That's one thing Hitchcock does so well, just natural conversation. It just feels, um, feels like a real conversation. But they're talking about that, these really important things, kind of thing. And yeah. like, is it opposite of Quentin Tarantino, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, do you think? So I think I think Tarantino's kind of similar, but well, yeah, no, it's not really opposite right. way. QT talks about flipping stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, he's all about films yeah. and the stuff that we're yeah, talking yeah. about now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, I just love all the little dramatic moments, kind of thing. Uh, just going to start off as well with. What do you guys think about the decision to film it in black and white? Because at the point when they filmed this, it could have been colour, couldn't it? Oh, so that that was a choice, yeah. It was a choice, yeah. yeah. It was a lot cheaper as well. Remember, I mean, filming a a whole feature length film in colour was significantly cheaper as well. So, I mean, while it probably was an artistic choice, it might have also been a financial choice as well. You're totally right. I mean, I've not looked into this, I've not like documented what the actual reason was but I definitely think it was a budget thing but it's just funny looking back now like I cannot imagine this film in colour do you know what I mean it's fact, like... sorry John I completely forgot um, the, the, the the set in which they did the um, you know the what they called the, the what do they the call bathroom. it the rooms yeah in the, in the hotel in the actual uh, motel itself oh. Just like the motel rooms. Just that whole motel thing was a, a, a set that wasn't being used at the time, so they got it for cheaper. So, oh, really? It, so it, it was on a budget, this film, apparently. Yeah. Definitely. Like I say, the whole thing being in black and white, I can't imagine now watching this film in colour. It just I don't think it'd have the same kind of feel to it. No. no. Shit. Well, I've not, seen, I've not seen the one with Vince Vaughn in it yet, so... Uh, Here's hoping. Yeah, well, ch- yeah, check it out and compare. But uh, going <laughs> off the budget shot thing for as well. Shot as well yeah. yeah, shot for shot. Which but going off the budget. Yeah, well, there's a couple of little bits that, like, for example, at the start of this film, I don't know if you remember, but there's a the film opens with a shot of a phoenix and the camera zooms into a hotel room, gets closer and closer to the hotel window and eventually just cuts to inside the hotel room. Yeah. But apparently Hitchcock wanted to zoom all the way in into the hotel room through the Without window. Without the window being there. Yeah, but because of technology, they just couldn't do it. Right. But in the re- in the remake, they do it because like they have the technology. Oh ah, well. Like, sort of like that kind of thing. They're paying yeah. homage to his wishes. Then I've, I've got no problem with that. Yeah, but uh, on the budget thing as well, I don't know if you guys know about this, but Hitchcock at the time had a TV show. What was it called? Now that. It was from 1965 to about 1970 or something, wasn't it? It was like... Uh, well, I, think it, I think it was on at the time of this, this film because yeah. he filmed this film on a budget and he used his TV show crew to film this movie. Right. Like, I see. Deeper. So, like, I think this film 
looks amazing. Like, and it's shot Me by too. a TV a TV crew film filming <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> well, I've never seen his Sony bro. But this TV series that he made ran for about five or ten years. I can't remember what it was. A significant number of years. It was. He was very famous until the sixties because of his. He, he got more famous because of his TV appearances than he did from his films because he was actually portrayed in them. It was like the Alfred Hitchcock mysteries or something like that. I wish I should remember the name. I wish we should all know this, but yeah, not, I've not seen it. I don't know, but and like I, I guarantee. You'll both know the theme tune from it. It's the, uh, I'll, I'll try and do it. It's the, uh, <laughs> ring a bell. <laughs> no, but I'm so sorry. I like that. I wish you, you could know, say you know that rang a bell, John. I really do. <laughs> right. Stay with me. I'm going to play it on YouTube and see if you can. Oh, okay. That, 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 that might make more sense. It'll be so, what? It'll be. Identical to what I just hummed. <laughs> I imagine I will go, why did I doubt you, John? Why did I doubt your humming <laughs> capabilities? It's called uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. That's it. Yeah, right, listen to this. Not the advert. I hate YouTube. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right. It's a charlatan. Have you heard that? I have. No. <laughs> you heard it, yeah. Yeah. That's the theme tune from his TV show. But yeah, he used this film through from the TV show to film this because it's cheaper. And it's like a, yeah. a, a That's, genius film. What a brilliant thing. But I mean, he obviously, the film crew back in them days, they were a film crew. They weren't just TV crew and a film crew like they are these day and age. These were film no, I, think, I think it was. I think it was like literally they had a, TV, a crew for filming on TV with different cameras, and yeah. he just hired those. He said like just just not use still better not cameras now. Don't use your, your crappy, you know. Even know what cameras they were for TV. They would have been standard ref. tape or something like that. I don't know what it would have been. Yeah, but like, not even videotape wasn't even a thing back then. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know how they used to do um, small scale productions in that day and age without. The proper film. Yeah, so I've got. Have you guys got anything else you want to mention? I've got a few other notes to go through. If that's okay. Yeah, yeah go on. Yeah. More like bullet points, really. But like uh, we mentioned it on a previous podcast, uh, there's like an urban myth around this film, whether it's the first film to feature a toilet. Yeah, the, the first f- feature to film a toilet flushing, isn't it? But it's not actually. Yeah. Well, I think it might be for the toilet flushing, maybe. Not just for a toilet on its own. I believe it there might... was a 1920s film. A film around the same time oh, really? that Hitchcock was already making films, but another guy had, had featured a film, a toilet flushing, but maybe not as prominently. And it's just from something I've heard. I heard this on uh, the Red Letter Media podcast, well, podcast, the videos they do. They mentioned that it was actually uh, Joe Stefano, the writer, who wanted that in there. Like Hitchcock wasn't bothered kind of thing, and... Uh, Joe Stefano was like, I want to put a flush, flushing toilet in this film. And Hitchcock was like, make it a part of the plot. Then. Fill your boots, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Like, do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange request. The uh, Well, I, again, I think back then, I think it was kind of like a bit of an outrageous thing. Like, you know, yeah. I know it sounds daft to think back now, but like 
Well, Hitchcock has always been sort of controversial as he throughout his whole career. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one other thing, Anthony Perkins, it's Anthony Perkins who plays Tom. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. He's famously a gay man, but he wasn't he wasn't out at the time as being gay. And just the analogy of that within the film, like he's playing a character who has this like other side to him that he almost doesn't even know about, but he's just trying to like hide it. Do you know what I mean? And he realized just another layer within the film. And like, I think his performance in the film is amazing. Like I think, I think all, well, maybe not Sam Loomis, but I think all, the, all of the main performers are like really good. Yeah. But, him especially, like, it reminds me a bit of Harrison Ford in this. There's just times when, like, he's, he's a handsome fella, isn't he? And he seems he's funny, and actually, the way he like responds to he lie very well. He reminds me of sort of a Ted Bundy in a way. I mean, like, a, yeah, a yeah, young yeah. handsome fella, or he's also like kind of interesting and like, you know, I'd like. I'd, he sounds like a guy you want to go for a drink with, sort of thing. And so very he turns Ted before yeah, Ted Bundy, though, is this before Ted Bundy? Oh yeah, Ted Bundy was what like late seventies, early eighties. Late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. Maybe yeah. Ted Bundy watched Psycho. <laughs> Apparently, it's this is loosely based on Ed Gein, the Wisconsin serial killer. Okay. Uh, but the yeah, I just found that interesting. The Anthony Perkins thing, like he was in the closet as a gay man, but like I feel like it almost would have like led into his performance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he could relate to playing this part because of what he was going through, kind of thing. Like, yeah, but I think he's amazing. I think Marion Creator, uh, Janet Lee as Marion Crane is amazing. There's one bit where, like, I don't know if you remember this, but there's a, a bit in the film early on where they're driving, she's driving to her boyfriend's, and there's a shot of her face close up, and she's thinking about like comments that people have made. Oh, I love that scene. Yeah, and like just no, the look on her face. You can take that shot and compare it with a shot of Norman Bates at the very end of the film when it's looking directly at the camera. And they both yeah. have the same look on the face. Like the, the duality of that like is like amazing kind of thing. Yeah. That is beautiful. I've never even noticed that bit. Right. But what I, about the scene itself? I mean, sorry, go on, Nick. No, I was just saying, I, I, I didn't notice that myself. No, no I, had, I never noticed those two. But I did actually remember that scene and thought, it's actually quite interesting because... We'll, she's sat there driving the car looking straight ahead and uh, people throughout her life, she's imagining what people might be saying, like, mm, well, uh, maybe, you know, she, maybe she didn't take the money or whatever. Or it's like, uh, she's not she's not been home. Like, I, I, I'm kind of worried about her sister. She's thinking about her sister, you know, talking about it. It was like, yeah. I've not heard from her today. And it's back in the day, people didn't have mobile phones back in the day this film was made. Yeah. It had to have actually gone to a, you know, Probably a phone uh, box, or you okay. know, get some sort of like f- creature to fly with a, with a <laughs> attached to its leg. A messenger pigeon. <laughs> yeah, but like I love that. Like when she thinks about the comments, and she, I think she's thinking about her boss at one point, and the boss is like, "Oh, she wouldn't do that." Like she's worked for me for like yeah. four years or whatever, and she's got this like proper evil smile on her face when she's thinking about it. Yeah, and it just, yeah the I duality of that. that with the Norman Bates smile at the end. It's like. That is, that is really good. That like the... oh, I had never, I've never, uh, you know, connected to both of those two things. I only picked up on that this time. I was watching it in four K, and there's a couple of bits that I'll come to that I never noticed before, which like yeah. blew my mind. When, like that I was mean, one. Of them. 
what is the benefit from watching it in 4K? Obviously, it's, a, it's it was shot on film anyway, so it's going to be beautifully crisp quality. I think I watched it in, it must have been 1080 that I watched it in. I can't remember mm. what, on where I watched it. I watched it on one of the one of the channels that is legal for us to watch programs on. So I one of the on uh, one of the many one of the many services that are available. <laughs> one of the many services that are available. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> as, as you so put it, but uh, yeah, I watch. I watch it good quality, but like four K. I mean, fuck me, is it like? Is it, is it, it's really good. Like the you difference can see is that film grain real nice. You can see the crackles and the pieces of. Uh, you know, like dead skin from the uh, projectionist uh, forehead <laughs> on it. Just a very, uh, very clean transfer. Like, literally, the, the difference is that 1080p is 1080 pixels going down, 4,000 is uh, 4K is 4,000 pixels. Four times that, yeah. It's literally like four times the pixel mm-hmm. quality of picture kind of thing. But it reminds me yeah. of like when um, the guy who made Fallout, what's his name now? Uh, Todd Howard is like 16 times the detail when he was doing like Fallout. <laughs> Give him like a game, gaming pitch. <laughs> Can I just uh, get into a bit of like Hitchcock background here? Mm. I don't know if you both know, but Hitchcock, Hitchcock a... directly within my background. Yeah, yeah. I'll go off Hitchcock. Uh, he had a he was notorious for like falling in love with his leading ladies, <laughs> kind of thing. Have you, have you heard about this? No. <laughs> like you mentioned, the birds, Jimbo. Apparently, he abused Tippy Hedren on the filming of the birds. Oh God! He... I, I... Yeah, I know. Like. Yeah. She was very much his type, so we cast her to like make her a star kind of thing. Well, they all were beautiful, like beautiful women with shortish blonde hair. Yeah, he had a very he had a specific type. He did, and uh, he made advances towards her, which she rebuffed. And because of that, he tortured her throughout the filming of the birds. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, apparently, a bird actually scratched her eyeball or eyelid. Yeah, within the filming of the film. That's because of the way he was handling it, kind of thing, like you know, just making her do stuff that she should never really have been doing. Like. But can but, you can draw parallels between not only Quentin Tarantino with his, you know, Uma Thurman bits, but you could also probably, probably, you could probably also uh, allude to what's what's uh, the, what's the producer called for a lot of uh, Quentin Tarantino's stuff called Harvey Weinstein, yeah. Exactly, and he's, he ain't no fucking angel, is he? Very good point. I think if Hitchcock was alive and working today, he might be in trouble. <laughs> oh, God, he'd be a, yeah, he'd be a pervert wanker, wouldn't he? But it's like uh, with this film, uh, Vera Miles, who plays Lila Loomis, the sister who comes into it. Right. Yeah. Another. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another, she looks very yeah. similar, though. She's a beautiful, again, a beautiful yeah. blonde lady. Looks very Another similar. Lovely lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he told her, like, I'm going to make you a star. And he cast her in a few films before this. But then she she fell pregnant with her, her husband. And Hitchcock, like, took it personally. And, like, just stopped, stopped casting her in films. Yeah. Kind of thing. And, like, he gave her this part. It's like a kind of conciliatory thing, like saying, like, oh, should we make up and be friends? But it's not the main part, you know I mean? It's just like a little bit part kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, not but, even not, 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 yeah, not a big part. So it's like a, a fairly big part, but it's not not the main like the main part. Marion no. Grace. She could have made a lot of money from doing that, though. Yeah, but yeah, he fell out with her and Grace Kelly. He he, he cast Grace Kelly in three films, made her famous, and then she married the Prince of Monaco and fucked off. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, 
But apparently he was he was fuming about that because like yeah. once you become a princess of Monaco, you can't be doing films anymore. Is that like the only and all of this time, like she just retired from cinema. And the only time, I'm not sure if this is exactly true, but the only time when it's possible that she could have come back out of retirement, something else happened and it just it just didn't work out like. Oh right. Like oh sorry, on, on the very miles thing. He, he apparently was planning to cast her as the main actress in her vertigo, but she got pregnant. So he, yeah. you know, like, he said, he was like, he's got a famous line, hasn't he? It says something not to, worse to this effect. It was like, uh, I love women, but I hate pregnant women because uh, then they're going to have a kid. And he definitely <laughs> never said exactly those words. And that's what he meant. It, it was, you know, the same meaning. The same meaning behind it. Uh, so yeah, it's got, it's got a history of mistreating his uh, leading ladies. Uh, it's got a, as well a reputation of making a cameo in all his films. Did you guys spot him in this one? No. Yeah. We, in Psycho, no, I don't. Th- I don't think I spotted him. No. It's very early on. It's when the uh, when that like Texan cowboy guy comes into the bank. He's through the window, stood outside with like a newspaper. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like he's in all, is it makes an appearance in all his films, doesn't it? Oh, Again, Mo- Tarant- no, no, Tarantino. I think it's about ninety percent of them, not all of them. Again, no QT Tarantino copying him again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that apparently no one likes, even Hitchcock don't like this. The the breakdown at the end of the film when the psychologist explains exactly what's happened. Mm. But I quite like it. What do you guys think about it? Go on, Nick. Repeat the question, John. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking. I, I thought this would be more your thing going because I, I don't know. I, I've got I've got a few ideas about it, but ask me the question again. Well, it's the bit at the end where after everything's happened, they've caught Norman Bates. They're in the uh, they're in the, the yeah, sheriff yeah. station or whatever, yeah, the police yeah. station. There's a psychologist who explains exactly what's happened and like what his mental break was and stuff. And yeah, oh, yeah. he thought he was his mother. Like, well, 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 yeah, yeah. I know, you know what I mean? Exactly, like, I, I'm fine with it, because it's kind of like, I don't know. But apparently even Hitchcock himself hated it, but, like, he had to put I in there to explain what happened. In the production, I don't know, to the actual people who are making the films, who were saying, you have to tell people, because people don't want to leave the cinema, people don't want to fucking leave the movie theatre and be upset. You just tell them exactly what the fucking thing is at the end. Yeah. I think yeah, that's know, what we were doing. When I was watching it, though, like this is actually the first time I've ever watched a film, but I did think at that point... I was like, Me too, though, Nick. I've seen, I have remember seeing bits of it in the past, but yeah, I had the same issue. But, but when I was watching it, I did that at that point. I did think, like, what did couldn't they have just left that open kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that's more of a modern kind of way of thinking, though, that, like, you... Yeah. Uh, Doesn't have like, to be so definite. Yeah, like like that. You just kind of leave it to the audience to kind of decide. But it was like a, like we should just say this was very definite. It was uh, he basically yeah. get, give you all the answers right there. But. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like you said, then Nick. Like I, I feel like that's what Hitchcock was probably thinking. Like leave it open, let the audience interpret it how they want to. But I kind of like it, and I like it because there's one bit where one of them says like, "What is a transvestite?" And it's like, "No, no, no, no. It's not a transvestite." He's just insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they kind of like define even back then. Yeah, like, did, did, not... did, I was going to say, didn't he uh, define it, the difference between like 
transvestite, the transvestite and transsexual. That was the ones, yeah. So he was a yeah, transsexual yeah. or something. Yeah. I, I thought that was good. I was like, even back then, like Hitchcock and Joe Stefano had the finger on the pulse kind of thing, like knew, you know, yeah. knew the difference. So I, I like the fact they'd actually gone to that difference displaying stuff like, but it might have been made a better film if they'd have just left that entirely out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've, yeah. I think it would have been good if they left it open. Like it, it, it would have been good just to like have my own opinion at the end rather than being told what happened. But I don't know. I yeah. think I, I, I think it, probably it, really... it didn't ruin the film for me, to be fair. So. It reminds me of a film that you might be going to be talking about, Nicholas, because there's a few weird ins and outs in that one next, isn't there? Yeah, I, yeah, coming the, up. Yeah. The one we're coming up next to, yeah. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. A bit of a, a bit of a twisted turning one. But uh, one other thing with this one, I watched another old film called Anatomy of a Murder. I've been watching loads of old like fifties films and like loving them, absolutely loving them, kind yeah. of thing. And I watched uh, Anatomy of a Murder with James Stewart. And I'm just noticing, like, all of these old films don't have any end credits, and I love it. Like, it just says the end, and the film's done, and you're like, yes. What is <laughs> the end? You're allowed to fuck off, aren't you, then? It's like, yeah, that's a way around. Psycho did that as well, didn't it? Yeah, because... Uh, that's what I mean, like, yeah. Like, all the it credits... The, car, the credits the car, are the car's been, Yeah, the car's being winched out of the swamp. It's just the end, and it's like... Brilliant. That's <laughs> like, it, yeah. Because <laughs> they, they do all the they do all the credits at the beginning, don't they? Like when they that's right, yeah. They, they, like the uh, they get it all out of the way early on, don't they? Yeah. Well, actually, every credit at the start of the film, and then at the end, it's just like done. <laughs> Which is a but good thing, that, to be fair. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. Like, I, I wish they go back to that. But it's class. Because then you don't have to uh, wait around to see if they're going to do an after credit scene or some shit. <laughs> yeah, no one credit scenes back then. Uh, one other thing that's like hotly debated is the rear, project, rear projection uh, scene. It's when uh, the detective Arbogast gets killed. He'd walked up the stairs and the Norman Bates' mother comes out, slashes him over the face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he falls down the stairs. Oh, God, it's bad, isn't it? <laughs> it is bad. It's like he's just kind of, he doesn't really fall down the stairs. He's just sort of like, Whoa, I'm falling now, and his legs is da- he's like a dancer down the stairs. Yeah, I kind of like it because it reminds me of Vertigo a bit that weird Vertigo effect, you know. Like, yeah, I don't hate it. No, Vertigo had it well better. When, 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 spoiler alert, when somebody gets killed on, on Vertigo, you see the body fall, and it kind of looks realistic. On this, it's almost like he's drunk and he's just staggering backwards down the stairs. It was, pretty yeah, shit. I know what you mean. Yeah. But I just, uh, it's quite hotly contested. People say, like, Psycho is a, a genius film. Apart from that one shot, like, why did he choose to do that? And they kind of... Uh, Budget Constraints, kind of... we've already spoke about this. It's what, sorry, mate? Budget Constraints, I imagine. Well, yeah. But the they did a Hitchcock biopic, like, eight years ago, with Anthony Hopkins playing Hitchcock. And in oh, that yeah. film... Yeah, in that film, they almost make a joke about the fact that Hitchcock was sick that day and his wife directed that scene and that's why it looks like that. <laughs> Come on. I yeah, doubt so... that. I think, I think he, he made... He, 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 was a, he was a stingy bastard and he fucked up. That's what it yeah. seems like. There's I no way his, cheap, wife made, his wife's the problem behind that fucking film. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, you know what Hitchcock's like now? He's fucked it up and he's, people are trying to blame it on somebody else. 
But it is one of them. I don't mind it personally, but I, I, I definitely see why people have an issue with it. I didn't think it was goofy <laughs> as fuck. I actually, to be honest with you, I looked at it and was like, nah, that's pretty wank, to be fair, by today's standards. <laughs> but most of the other stuff is fine. But I'm trying to watch things from like a from an older eye, if possible. I'm trying my best. <laughs> but yeah, that was that yes. was pretty difficult to get behind. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh, just going back as well to like, uh, and I'm harsh to the names in the film. A lot of the character names are class, I think. Modern films have some like shit character names in it, but... Uh, John like... Wick. Oh. <laughs> That's not a bad one. <laughs> That's not too bad, actually. I feel like you could get Nicolas Cage's IMDb up and like every character Nicolas Cage has played has got like a stupid name. Like the worst name ever. Yeah, like like uh, the, like what? I think in Face Off, I think it's called Caster Troy. <laughs> wow! And I imagine it's probably American biblical names like uh, John, Kane, John, Johnny Kane, Blaze, Johnny well, Blaze, yeah. and as well the religion thing in in the Rock is called Stanley Goodspeed. Which, which is short. For, I mean, we're not all well versed in the bloody Quran. Short, short for Godspeed, which is the uh, <laughs> he actually, he actually explained that in the film when he, when he gives his name. <laughs> but yeah, uh, some great names in this one though, like Marion Crane, Norman Bates, Sam Loomis, who's the boyfriend. That name, Loomis, is uh, given to the doctor in Halloween, Dr. Loomis. And in Scream, the killer's called Billy Loomis as a little nod to Psycho. Fair enough, that's pretty yeah, cool, he, actually. Even uh, even quotes Norman Bates, Norman Bates in that film when he goes, uh, "We all go a little mad sometimes," and it's like, "Hurt Norman Bates, psycho." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it when you get like uh, like a reference in one thing. It's like when you when when you like you know read the first testament. It's like oh, they mention something, and you read, read the second testament, and it's like oh god. <laughs> Just change it for the second testament. Yeah. The uh, the score is amazing. Like, okay, yeah, the uh, the score by Bernard Herrmann. I hate it when people say like, "Oh, that film wouldn't have been anything without the score." Like they say it about Halloween. Oh, that film would have been rubbish without the uh, the score over the top of it. They say it about Jaws, and they say it about Psycho. You know, like, oh, that film would have been anything without without the Bernard Herrmann score. It's like, yeah, no, no That's film. like saying that a sandwich would be shit without the bread, wouldn't it? No. Yeah, it's like, it's like, no film would work without the score. That's the point, like, yeah. it's like saying, like saying, like, I don't know, uh, what's a good film? Shawshank Redemption wouldn't work without Tim Robbins. It's like, yeah, if you took out the film, it, it would have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a problem but, personally there. But the score for this that was amazing, like uh, the main theme, you know, the uh, big like, yeah, yeah. yeah, powerful, yeah, and even like there's like variations on it, like the uh, that goes on to the, the kind of like the you know that that thing is that was actually yeah. quite a beautiful rendition, actually, John. Yeah, yeah, like all of that is like just quality. So I'm going to go back to my word. It does actually make a massive impact on the film kind of thing. But, yeah. uh, but it's the idiots yeah. who say it doesn't. They're the, they're the people who are wrong. Yeah. And like my last couple of notes are, there's one bit that I noticed that on this watch that I've never noticed before. And it's a really obvious thing that I can't, I don't know how I've missed it other than like, 
I just wasn't watching it on a good enough telly or something. <laughs> the end of the film, there's a shot of Norman Bates smiling at the camera like a maniac. And there's a very brief overlay of his face with his mother's skull. Did you just pick, yeah. pick up on that? I didn't even notice it before, and I was like, what the f- It's shit, you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, the teeth it's almost like It's almost like where the film Glass came from, isn't it? Like, you know, um, that, that crazy guy who made loads of films. M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, another famous Hitchcock student. Yep. Yeah. He really, when it comes to it, isn't he? Glass. His whole... Was- I mean, I don't, I don't want to. Glass, uh, glass. Not a massive fan of it. Not a massive fan of uh, James McAvoy, to be honest with you. I'm not myself, really. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Glass, but I think Split is amazing. Though love Split. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, just that shot. Uh, there's one bit where the, the the skull's teeth are just really like prominent through the the face of Norman Bates, and I was like, how have I never noticed that before? Uh, but apparently. There were prints originally that went out without that overlay on. So like some people would have seen it without that, and other people would have seen it with, right. with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if I've seen some like dodgy copy or something with, without it on in the past. <laughs> <laughs> on Sky Movers Maybe. in 1990. Maybe. But uh but yeah. It shipped me up big time when I noticed that. And uh the last point, Jimbo, going back to a thing you mentioned earlier, John Gavin, who plays Sam Loomis. Uh, yeah. Was in contention to be James Bond. It was that. It was that close. Apparently, at one point, I think it was when yeah. Lazenby ended up ended up as Bond. Right, it was that close, and because of a contractual thing, it fell through. And, uh, now, uh, uh, oh, sorry, are we talking about uh, what's his name now? John Gavin. This guy. You're on, you're on about Cary Grant, aren't you? But... I'm about Cary Grant, but apparently, Cary Grant was one that could be broccoli, could be broccoli, and. Um... Barbara Broccoli were looking for, uh, and I think I think they, they they saw him as more. He's a little bit older, maybe, but like they saw that like uh, I don't know, yeah, you know George George Connery, uh, George George Connery, <laughs> George Connery. He sounds like a, a, a meager rip off of Sean Connery, like he um, works in IT or something. Yeah. <laughs> like with, with, the John, with the John Gavin thing, like I can see what they were going for because, like, George Lazenby was a bit of a blank slate, not not a great actor, but he looked the part. And I think John Gavin was the same, not a great actor, but he looked like James Bond kind of thing. So, right, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so I see what they were going for, like young kind of thing. He looked like, he looked like Sean Connery, but young basically, yeah. but without his charisma kind of thing. Yeah, uh, well, I, mean, I, think, I think Sean Connery was quite a bit younger than um, Bloody hell. Harry Grant, yeah, he was. Harry Grant's character. Well, he, he, he was a lot younger, but he didn't look it though, did he? Because of his hair. <laughs> yeah, he still he's obviously must have had some sort of uh, weave done, <laughs> as some people call it. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a documented thing that he wore a wig <laughs> for all the Bond films. Wow! Yes, wow! Uh, well, I didn't know he was a wig wearing Bond. Oh, really? Do you not know that? No, no. Yeah, sure. You can like watch the uh, watch the premiere footage of like Goldfinger when Connery turns up at Leicester Square. Is 
got a little bit of a patch at front, and that's it. Like, oh, every Bond film, we had like a full on wig on a merkin, basically, a syrup. Yeah, mm. well, well, are they damned? Yep. So, uh, I think I'm done with Psycho. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, yes, I'll jump in. Like, literally, for me, perfect film. I've been debating it, but I'm going to just say it. The best Hitchcock film. And it would be in my top five films of all time, I think. Okay. I'll give it... We can't, we can't in retrospect, really do this, but I'm going to give it a six out of five, because it's that good. Okay. Yep. Okay. Who's next? You're saying, James. Oh, we're saving it, are we? Okay, all right, then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We were talking about our horror films and stuff like that because it's coming up to Halloween. Like, it's actually Halloween today, actually. <laughs> when I was going to Halloween, I was thinking about a horror film. I was like, what's my favourite horror film? I was thinking, I, I like British films as well. Yeah. Uh, 20 Days Later is my favourite my favorite British horror film. How are you rating Psycho, then? Oh, sorry. I thought it was about something different. Oh, Psycho, yeah, fucking five out of five. <laughs> five out of five? Okay. Yeah, easily. Sorry, I thought it was almost a bit different. Yeah, five out of five. Oh, oh no, no. Sorry. I, I, sorry, I didn't even realise what, 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 why you were talking like that then. I was just, <laughs> it confused me. What do you mean, Nicholas? Are you scared? When, when, when you started talking about that, I was like, wait, is, how's, this, how's this building up to uh, Psycho's, Rick? Uh, <laughs> Oh, actually, yeah, sorry, that's, yeah, Psycho, like, uh, five stars out of five. Oh, really? Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to, like, lower the average then a bit, um, but this is probably more to do with me than the actual film itself, to be fair, but I'm, um, I'm going to give it a four out of five, but that's because, like, I've, I've never actually, like, been a big fan of, like, old-timey films. I don't know why it is, but um, I just haven't, and um so that that automatically probably gives it like a fucking one out of five for me. But this film was actually really good, and I actually yeah. really enjoyed it. So it bumps it right up to four. So, nah, yeah. but yeah, I do know what you mean. Like, sometimes it is more difficult to I get think, on board. With a film well, I, think, I, I think what it is is because like you can tell that like as a sign of the times, the actors are um, kind of told to have like a really clear voice. Like, 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 it's not like real speech. Hello there. Yeah, well, when they're talking, it's not like real people talking. It's like they're trying to be clear for the camera and so that yeah. it can be heard. Um, I think with, with a lot of, when, it, when we got to like, maybe like the 1930s and stuff like that, but like the 1950s and 60s and stuff like that, they, they sorted that out a little bit. Well, like what I'm saying in this film, like, you can tell that they're very speaking very clearly. Um, but, um, well, uh, but um, that that takes away from the film for me personally. But um, yeah. but um, the film itself, like everything, I, like I, th- I think it was amazing. Um, which yeah, that's is why I give it a far out of five. Yeah, it's a little bit more difficult to get along with, but brilliant still. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so that was a that was Psycho, excellent film. We'll uh, we'll get on to our part two of the horror marathon with Jordan Peele's 2019 film, I think it was. It was, yeah. Called Us. 
Nick, have you got a synopsis? I have indeed. Um, a family serene beach vacation turns to chaos when their doppelgangers appear and begin to terrorise them. Okay, here's a clip. Can't believe how big they've got. Did you hear Gabe got a boat? Daddy. <laughs> He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh, yeah. Where's Jason? 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 Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me and I'll keep you safe. Okay, who wants to kick it off with us? Well, I suppose while it's my film, I will. Um, yeah. But going off of what James said to you before when you started Psycho. Yeah, um, I fucking grabbed a holding. It's your fault this has happened. No, but... Um, <laughs> I was saying, I was saying off the pod earlier to James that I like that with the, the films we've picked, they kind of um, they've got such different backgrounds. All three of them, like um, yeah. I'll, I'll like say, Psycho's like a nineties, sixties or seventies, I can't remember, um, like black and white film, and you've got um, this film, which is like a African American director in twenty nineteen, for example. You know, I mean, I, I love, I love that they're completely yeah. different backgrounds, but I feel like we can probably kind of draw some comparisons there along the way. But um, this particular film, yeah, but, like, it, it's like so I, I don't put in there, like, like just even the elements of horror of what they find horrifying are just totally different kind of things. Do you know what I mean yeah. by that? Like, Abs- yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to get onto it later, but Jordan Peele's films, what he finds to be horrifying is not what. A normal audience might find horrifying, but I'll get back to that. I'll let you carry on. So, I mean, I mean, just going off of what you were saying, I feel Are like you seen he's black, John. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, well, yeah, <laughs> well, to, to yeah, to be, to an extent, off of what John was saying, like, like his horror, it's almost like his um, what he finds scary is obviously extreme racism, almost, and um, yeah, yeah, and and like even in this film, we all should find that scary. Well, no, definitely, but like uh, in Get Out, like that is a film about racism, like, yeah. like very straightforward. Like, you can't mistake that. But this film, even though it's not directly about racism, because it's literally the doppelgangers, but it's almost about the uh, a, a kind of people that have been kind of shunned. Um, they're underground because because they're yeah. not they're not respected as much as the people above ground. So it's it's almost exactly the same thing, just packaged differently. <laughs> uh, I understand what you mean, Nick. I understand. So, 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 so I think I think the whole film is kind of um an, an, an what's the word anagory? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, an allegory for racism anyway. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a good point. The I've been trying to find like a foothold into this film with Get Out. I'm, I'm going to go, go for a bit of a tangent here, but I watched. Uh, I love Get Out. Like, it made more sense. It was more easy to understand, wasn't it? Well, it's one of them things that like I watched Get Out and I liked it, but I didn't understand why everyone was absolutely creaming the pants over it. You know what I mean? Like everyone was loving yeah. it. But I watched a documentary a few months ago called Horror Noir on Shudder. And it's a documentary filmed by black filmmakers giving you opinions of the black community about horror and stuff like that. And they mentioned stuff about Get Out in that documentary that I I just never understood. It completely 
went over my head. Like, the amount of stuff he gets out that I didn't even understand, and it's only from, like, a black viewpoint that I think you would get it. Yeah. Like, literally in that film, he's being sold off on an auction block at one point, and I just didn't get it. <laughs> like, no, I didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah, no. It's like a slavery uh, analogy. And yeah. the there's a bit... Of, and they've already it, got the house... I don't want to say the word, like, they've already got the house M words and shit, haven't they? Yeah, the slaves in the house and stuff. Yeah. And there's one bit where later on... Do you remember this, Nick, where he's, like, tied to a chair? Yeah. And he's, like, clawing at the arms of the chair and all this white fluff's coming out. And again, it's like a, a little allusion to cotton picking. And oh, like, God, I never yeah. got... I never even got it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. watching this documentary, the same, like, yeah, it's clearly like a, a cotton-picking kind of thing. It's That's like, mental, actually, yeah. it's Like, it's made me realise that the film's, like, way better than I give it credit for, kind of yeah. thing. Like, and uh, I'd recommend that, like, that horror noir documentary is so good. Yeah. But I've been trying to find an in into this film to, like, look at it with that thing. And, like, what you mentioned there about, like, a whole section of society being shunned. I just didn't even... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't. I, I, I might, sorry, James. Um, I, I don't think I noticed it the first time, but when I rewatched it this time, I was watching. It, I was like, well, that's clearly like a fucking. Um, what well, I can't don't know the word is, but um, it it a comparison between society, like and, a mirror image kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like, like in 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 America, especially, I suppose, um, um, it's a thing where like there is this kind of underground society which just no one gives a shit about and they, they they are really having a shit time and like when she's talking about um how when like he she she had a kid um it was in the hospital and she was all like having help but then um um at the same time she was doing the same experience but she had to fucking claw it out herself or some shit like that and um like to me that that, that might be her saying like you know like well jordan peele saying she was say, saying like like you're there in these dead good hospitals, but we're fucking in the fucking Bronx or something, um, and and we've not got them facilities. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like that's kind yeah, of yeah. what he's getting at. But that's a really good point. I didn't even, I didn't even think with that, like like the different class levels of the black community, kind of thing. Like almost no, saying, yeah. Like I, I genuinely believe that, like what he's saying is like is like. This is kind of the um, problems that are in the world right now, but he's just doing, yeah, yeah. He's doing it in a really good way, to be honest. But he's trying to uh, shine a light on it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, I, I've been looking for that kind of comparison because after watching that documentary, I realised what Get Out was doing. That just went way over my head. Yeah, I was thinking like he must be doing a similar thing with us, but I just, I just wasn't seeing it. Like what he was getting at, kind of thing. And I think I think you have hit hit the nail on the head there, kind of thing. <clears throat> I mean, that's what I took away from it. Anyway, I, I took away from it that it was it was almost like a comparison to society in, in America. I, mean, I, I keep saying America, especially like we're exempt from it, but we're not at all. But um, yeah, but um, like there's there's a big problem in America, obviously, with where um, like there is um, towns and cities where they they are just um, kind of black only communities but they're just not getting the funding or anything they need to give the families and children there any kind of um you know um good life um so which is yeah, why the, the the crime comes into it and why the i mean i'm getting far too deeply into politics and stuff i think here for this film but um 
this 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 is what I took away from it anyway. I I did take 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 away from it that he's kind of shining a light on the uh, um, yeah the, the the kind of the shitty life the. Uh... On the underclass, basically. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he's come from like a like a, a you know like a comedy background, like you know, Keen Peel, pretty yeah, funny, yeah. pretty funny series, yeah. And uh, and now it's like like Peel has gone on to do like all these films and stuff like that. What, what's what's Key doing? I'll tell you what Key's doing. Is a uh, Lion King. Uh, oh, was he in the Lion King? He <laughs> was in the Lion King. Yeah, was he? Oh. I was going to say he's making a really bad your mama jokes in the Predator. It was in the Predator. <laughs> was he fucking the Predator? Was he really? Yeah, he was. He's, I mean, he's done a podcast about the Predator as well, haven't we? So, yeah, yeah he's in that as, a, as one of the. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah, no, I think maybe I've just forgot about that, but we definitely spoke about that in a previous podcast, didn't we? I think we did. He, we did. I, th- I, can't, I can't remember. If- he was. He, I can't remember who he was in the, the Lion King remake, but he was. He was in that. <laughs> was he like a little oh, bird that flies around, a little tiny blue. No, he was. He was. I don't think. Can't remember. Well, let's not let's not invest ourselves too far into what's actually going on. What what what, what 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 Key's doing? He's he's not even part of this project. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Me like <laughs> Can I ask you both a question? Yeah, go ahead. Another thing that I don't get, what is the whole uh, hands across America thing for? Like, that actually was a thing. People, Absolutely. That, that yeah, it was a real America. thing in the 80s or something, wasn't it? I don't get what relation it has to this film. Like, why it's featured so heavily. I, I Absolutely I, stupid. Absolutely I stupid. I don't know if that was purely because, like... They saw it on TV, didn't they? They, 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 how was it? No, it was a t-shirt, wasn't it? I don't, I don't know if t-shirt that was... T-shirt yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was purely because they had a t-shirt with it on and they were like, how can we kind of get their attention? Let's just do that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they're trying to raise awareness to the underclass thing. Something yeah. Something like that, maybe. I think it was something to do with the fact that she, the original girl, had this, you know, holding hands, what do you call it again? Hands Across America. Hands Across America t-shirt on. And then she went, obviously her dad bought her this uh, Michael Jackson thriller t-shirt. And then when she went into there, obviously like when she met her in there, she got battered. Her her clothes got removed. I imagine she kept the same piece of clothing that she was wearing on underneath the Michael Jackson clothes. And then, uh, I don't know. Uh, It just seems weird, doesn't it? I just feel like he's making like a really like pressure I mean, point with that. And I, mean, I don't get it. I, I, right. It was so, something to do with I've, like Black Lives Matter or something I've, like I've, that I've, back in the day. So I've just I've just read up on what hung, um, hands. What was it called again? Hands Across America <laughs> is yeah, all yeah, about, yeah. and it was an effort to raise money for to fight hunger and homelessness. So I guess it is again about the um, lower classes and um, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the uh, the lower classes are all coming together, which is the un- the, the the doppelgangers. They're all coming together to kind of raise 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 their own aware- awareness of their own fucking struggle. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. I just feel like I need another documentary to be made, but 
by the Hara Noir team to, to explain to me like why the yeah. spell's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I I I do really like this film. I think it's a class film. I think he's done a amazing job. I mean, I was the same as you with um, Get Out though, John. Like I watched it, I was like. Why? Why is everyone like you say wet in the pants about this? I don't get it. Um, but this one, I really did enjoy quite a lot. Yeah, I think I prefer Get Out to this one. Uh, Me too. Just because 100%. there's so much that I don't get. So yeah, Jim, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I've just got a couple of quick notes if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Moss is the. Uh, the wife of the other family. Oh yeah, from um Do you know what I mean? She's from um from that TV Mad Men. No, I was, I was she thinking in, she was uh, in um Oh the Handmaid's in, Tale. Invisible Man. Tale. Handmaid's Invisible Man. And Invisible Man, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was gonna mention. I feel like she's become a bit of a Bloomhouse girl. Like whenever Bloomhouse <laughs> need to like cast someone in their new horror film, they'll they'll turn to her kind of thing. Because, like, she's in Invisible Man. She was in this. I'm sure she's done another one with them. I don't hate her, but I'm not a massive fan of her, I'm not going to lie. I've got to admit, I kind of like her. I don't think she's that... She's not conventionally attractive, but no. I think she, but she's that's got not, that's not what I mean. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like... I just, I'm, not, I'm not sure of her, like, her acting capabilities, really. Oh, see, I think she's an amazing actor. Like, she was in a Mad Men, and she played an amazing... Like, she was the, the main... Oh, she was the main heart of Mad Men kind of thing. Okay, uh, well, fair enough, then. I can't really argue with that. Yeah. But uh, I think she is really good. She just doesn't look like your typical Hollywood actress, but I, I like that. I think that's, that's good. I like that as well, yeah. 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 I think that's cool. Because she's still yeah. she's a, a cool-looking human, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's class, yeah. Yeah. And my, my only other I wouldn't think about it that way. Like, <laughs> Talking about that, I uh, I feel like I've uh, blown my load a bit really on cycle because I've only got a few notes for these films. But okay, my uh, my last note was I didn't see the twist coming at all in this film. No, like, you know, to be fair, the first time I watched it, I didn't know. But the first time I watched it, it's so obvious, and I just did not even you know yeah, guess you, any elements of yeah. it when it happened at the end. In the you car, about psycho like, oh, now, shit. yeah. No, no, you about psycho us. still, John? Yeah. No, 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 us. Oh, us. Oh, sorry. But yeah, Psycho, I still didn't know what was going on. But yeah, us. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, us. I had no fucking idea what was going on most of the time. You're right. <laughs> no, but the twist, like, you don't, like, I, I didn't see it coming at all. I like, no. It, 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 it basically gives you all the fucking clues along the way as well, doesn't it? But yeah. Yeah. spelled it so, out. When the little kid, when, when the daughter, when the little son, he's like, he's probably like a 10 year old kid or something like that. He looks at his supposed mother, and then like she smiles at him. So is he? Does he, what the fuck? <laughs> I feel like he. I feel like he clicks on a bit at that point. Was that was that when oh. um, she's like fucking killing the guy in the neighbor's house? Like, <laughs> just got back inside. They the, the got inside of uh, what's he called? The uh, ambulance? Because why not? Ambulance is the best vehicle to get inside. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like going back to when we were kids, they established the whole backstory of like she needed like therapy because she didn't talk for the like three months after and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's because it was a different kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? It's like they literally spell it out for you, and I just didn't click on whatsoever. No, I'm the same. I didn't myself. Um, has anyone got any more points for this film, or should, should we start? Doing no, that was my last point. Should we do a bit of ratings, or? Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Yep. Who wants to start? I suppose, following on the pattern, I should probably go first. One <laughs> okay, Um. It's, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record tonight, I think. I'm not going to lie. But, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to give it a four star. <laughs> um, I, I, I really do enjoy this film. I think it's a class film, but it's just not five star for me. But, um, but not, a lot of fil- not a lot of films are. There's, there's maybe three in the world that are. <laughs> I wonder what they are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for, <laughs> we, might have, we might have covered then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, four, four out of five for me. I've had um, to check my rating. I, I give it a four as well. Again, enjoyed it. Really good. Just I think Get Out is probably better. What do you think? So I, I'd probably give that like a 4.5, but I'll stick with a four for this. Nice, nice. What are you saying, James? It, I could hazard us if you could do like 2.7 or something like that. Yeah, 2.7 out of 5, man. I can see where Jordan Peele's coming from. I can see where he's coming from. And I understand. But no. <laughs> just, just, not, just not a 5 star. But, but it's not even um, half of... It's not even like half a full marks. It's more than that. You've actually given it more than half marks. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> So, oh, actually, yeah, yeah, right. So, 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 so it's not, it's not quite a middle, middle of the lane film. It's a bit better. A little bit better. That's all right. That's, I'll take that for the film. <laughs> Me too. I do like it. And I love Jordan Peele, but I think that was a bit of a shit. It was his shittest film he's ever made, though, wasn't he? I mean, he's only made two. So, <laughs> so, 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 so it's it's a toss off, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Right. Okay, doke. Okay, we'll move on to the final film of the Halloween marathon, uh, 28 days later. synopsis i do indeed four weeks after a mysterious incurable virus spreads throughout the uk a handful of survivors try to find sanctuary whoa very good jimbo do you want to kick us off just gonna say it's like probably it's probably one of my favorite horror films ever made this you know and i love danny boyle anyway um I've yeah. not got a preference. I've not got a preference for British films. I've not. I mean, if it's, if if this would have been made in America or Australia or anywhere else, um, I would still just love it just the same. Twenty Days Later is one of my, one of the the last film I remember being scared by as a kid. Oh really? You see, I was never scared by it, but I was like twenty four when I first watched it. So yeah, you know what I mean. It's that different kind of thing. But knowing that you're a big camera 
expert. How do you? Are we feel? talking about the fact, the fact that this, this was one? This was the first film ever shot on digital. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm getting to. Nick, have you watched this? Yeah, I have watched it. Yeah. What did you think about the look of this film? I mean, I hadn't watched this in a very long time, so it felt like I hadn't. Um, it, it almost felt like I was watching it for the first time, and it, it, it I could. Yeah. T- it, it felt very aged. It felt old the look of it yeah it felt like an early 2000s film <laughs> i agree like like the bill or casualty or something like that a bbc doc a bbc tv program or something like that well it's like i had a memory of loving this film but i'd only watched it on dvd before this right and i think DV, i think dvd hides a lot of the flaws of digital photography yeah and i watched it on blu-ray and i was just like fucking hell like I still love the film I still think it's great and it's like an experiment almost Danny Bull was one of yeah. the first directors to make a feature film with digital di- fully digital photography yeah but some of it some of it looks like shit now like the yeah just like there's a couple of explosions I think at a petrol station early on I thought it was really... always amazing when I watch it on TV and stuff like that I've seen it on TV a couple of times and I've seen it I think I've seen it on DVD. I've got the DVD, so I must have seen it. But I've not seen it on Blu-ray, though. Am I missing out, or am I? Is it better for me to not? Would you prefer to watch it on a lower quality? It, it might be better on DVD. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you can see a lot of like the uh, just the blockiness and like you know the digital noise and stuff like. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't aged well, but that's just digital photography. That's the age. it's almost like an experiment. Looking back now. Yeah. That is what digital photography was like in 2003 or 2004. I'm not sure which year this came out now. But, but uh, I still love the film. Yeah. Just the look of it has aged quite badly, I think. But like, I, I love some of the little touches in the film. Do you remember the bit on the rooftop where they're collecting rainwater? Loved it, yeah. Ray Winston as well. Ray Winston is a class actor as well, isn't he? Oh, so is it Ray Winston? No, sorry, not wait. It's, it's, uh, it's Brendan Gleeson, isn't it? Brendan Gleeson, sorry. The, another ginger guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brendan Gleeson. Sorry, yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, I actually I actually love Brendan Gleeson more than I love Ray Winston, you think? This is one of the first films I saw him in. I watched him in, in a, it was in a Lake Placid before this. Oh, yeah. I think that was, that was the first time I've seen him. movie. Yeah, yeah. And then he was in this, and like this is when he, he started to become like a big name kind of thing. He went on to be in like uh, in Bruges and stuff like that. Yeah, in Bruges was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he was, I, I was saying to Nick before, uh, has he seen um, what's the name of what was the name of that film now? Oh, I can't remember. It wasn't The Revenant. It was kind of like you know mm. where he's a sort of. Um, a priest. A priest. You're thinking of Calvary, aren't you? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I've seen Calvary. Good. I gave that five stars. I loved it. Yeah, Calvary's great. And there's another film that's very similar to that with um, the guy, you know, the other Irish fellow as well. Colin Farrell. Yes. In in Bruges. That's what it is. Yeah, he was in Bru. He was in in Bruges. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
Jimbo, have you got anything else you want to uh, go into? There, uh, I thought it was beautiful about um, the 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 the, um, the guy who plays, you know, the Doctor Who fella. Doctor Who oh, fella. Chris, oh, Chris, Chris, Chris Eccleston. Eccleston. Chris Eccleston. Yeah, I thought yeah. I was not expecting that at all with 20 Days Later. I, I think, I think like... Yeah, like when I was watching it, like I, I was enjoying it the whole way through, but then it got to that bit, and I don't know, it it just be, it, it went from a, a good film to a great film. Yeah. Uh, at at the point Chris Axelson came in, I was just like, fucking hell, it just kicked off from there. And I was, but not only that, though, Nick, like his whole his old crew of like soldiers, they all had their own, like, well, they all had their own agenda. Obviously, they wanted to like, they wanted to shag a woman, didn't they? They were all yeah. became racist, <laughs> didn't they? Which made the film even scarier. It's always that way, isn't it? A zombie film. It's oh, always the humans that are worst enemies than the actual zombies. And that, and that guy, yeah. who, uh, that guy who was like one of the soldiers. He was good in it. Um, I don't know if you've seen um, Rise of the Foot Soldier. Was like the the main guy in that. Um, I didn't realize that, but I know what Rise of the Foot Soldier is, but I've never seen the film. One of the sol- one of the soldiers is like the main guy in that, and he's class in this film. Which one is he from? From Twenty Days Later, remember? Yeah, he's the uh, he's. Do you know? Do you know when he like walk him out to kill them both? Yeah, and there's two of them. Yeah, yeah, it's the guy that puts like the the dagger on the end of his gun, and he's gonna like kill is him. That, you're sticking like a pig, are you? Yeah, oh. and then and the actual then... Ar- the asshole. The actual arsehole guy, yeah. No, no way. So why is the foot soldier? It's got him in it, has it? He's like the main guy, and like he's he's just oh, class. He's he's a class actor. I fucking think. I'd no like... way. That's actually really good because he he was such a scary character when I first started. No, he, yeah, he's really freaky in it. Yeah, but I mean, that's we've... the last. I'm not saying it's the scariest film I've ever seen twenty years later, but it's the last film I remember being scared by. Um, and even just like being away from home and stuff. I remember being away from home one time when I was younger and watching it. And it was like, well, imagine watching your mum and dad getting killed and stuff like yeah. that. It just like had that, it was creepy as fuck. We've not even spoke about like Killian Murphy. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. This must be his like, um, the role that kind of got him the most attention. Kind of, yeah. Thing. He'd been in a couple of bits earlier. I think he'd been in the wind that shake the barley. I think that was, I think that, that, that was a couple of, maybe a year yeah. before. But this must have been the one that kind of got him, like, yeah, I think so. Got him kind and of now, like, bat, now look at Batman. him. He's in his bloody Batman, bloody, he's bloody Batman's, Batman's arsehole. And now he's a, he's a <laughs> blinder and all. That's what I'm saying. I'm, that this this must be the film that got him them roles, surely, because yeah. he was so good in know. it as well. He was, yeah, like that that bit at the end when he's like um, like hunting down all the soldiers and he's just fucking covered in blood. Oh, mm-hmm. he, he, he yeah. looks he looks in he, and like there's that scene at the end where um, the the girl that that is uh, kind of getting into she 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 thinks like because of how psychotic he looks that he must be he must have got the um he must have got the anger or whatever it was called. yeah did they call it the anger or i don't the, know to be honest it's like are they even a zombies well no no they kind of explain them as being like um just really fucking angry <laughs> <laughs> um that like Basically, when 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 they were at the beginning going to those monkeys, they were like, "What? Why? What's wrong with them? Like, they've they've got the anger. It's like, what the fuck's the anger? They're just fucking yeah. angry, are they? They're just, <laughs> just super fucking angry." But um, 
but yeah, that bit at the end, she it's like she thinks he's got it, and yeah, he, he genuinely looks fucking terrifying as well. Well, there was a bit right before that where he uh, kills a little fella by sticking his thumbs into in the eye sockets. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that kills you, you know. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> guess if you push far enough, in it could do, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I've always... which, film, which film are we talking about again now? 28 Days Later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, John, I think you might be saying that 28 weeks later. Where, where, where... No, I'm not Kill Your Murphy. Is there? No, Kill, kill Your Murphy. Two thumbs in the eyes. In... Oh, really? I can't remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, one I, of the little I, soldier I, fellas. I think, I think it's that guy that was on the back from uh, Rise of the Foot Soldier. I think it might be him, actually. Yeah. I just wow. noticed it because I recently rewatched. Uh, oh, why can't I think of that now? Oh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, and yeah, in yeah. that, there's a bit in that where Tuco, a guy, sticks his thumbs in his eyes. That's well, grim, isn't it? Well, it's fine afterwards. He just like knocks him off. It's just like, blind. Oh, just blind. He gets, he gets, well, he gets better. He just come back. Oh really? Oh, yeah. eyeballs grow back. They just grow back. I, I was mean, thinking like I think maybe I think, it, maybe it doesn't do that much damage. It's just I like mean, maybe in that, but like if you're pushing it that hard, that like his eyes were quite literally bleeding. So I oh, feel yeah, like he would have literally done bloody something. hell. Yeah, they literally popped out of their sockets there, haven't they? Yeah, he's, he's... Well, I think I think two coats were as well. And I was just watching it, thinking like, God, kill, they don't kill off two co halfway through, do they? But it was right. fine afterwards, and I was like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they've got that wrong in that film. But I reckon, I though, if, if someone put enough pressure on your eyeballs, they could fucking pop them, and it's got to do. Well, maybe they just moved. Maybe they just moved to the side or something. Oh, maybe. oh my god! <laughs> I think it's if you let someone fuck with your eyeballs. I mean, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, check out the good, the bad, and the ugly. Halfway through, two cold gets two thumbs in his eyes, and it's perfectly fine afterwards. Will do. Yeah. What, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, good film. <laughs> good film, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, like, like I say, when Chris Ackles comes into it, it just it definitely like takes a turn for the better. Like, not not that it was bad in the first place. Like, I thought some of the shots, like that shot on London Bridge right at the beginning, I thought that was nice. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, that's the kind of thing you wish they'd have just got the best high quality film camera. Yeah, they exactly, have. yeah. If they'd have, you know, instead of this shitty digital photography they're using, mm. just the just the feet of what they've done, they've cleared London to shoot yeah. that, that scene. Like, amazing. It, it's amazing. Like, it's absolutely amazing what they achieve, kind of thing. But they're filming it all on a, a shitty digital camera. That's true. But Which actually. You get, you get to see a bus upside down in, in uh, you know in the middle of one of the city centre. Love that moment. And it, w- one of the scariest moments, I think, if you if you watch twenty years later, he goes hello, and you hear the, the, the almost yeah. like an A minor chord on the guitar going. Dun, 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 dun. It's like it was like yeah. a Western oh. film, and it's like you just see the go, two people stand up in the middle of the uh, the, the church the and street go, like. Oh, so the church bit, yeah. It's a scary noise, like that's terrifying song. when he's like shouting in a church and he's just like, Hello, Hello? And I like <laughs> loads. Yeah, a few people just look at me. That's terrifying. Yeah, stand up and just stare at him, just like bumble him. And you hear the banging, and he goes, like Father, Father. It's like obviously he's used to be his old church or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, 
like you mentioned, Jimbo, about like what gave you nightmares kind of thing. Yeah. The bit where Murphy wakes up in the hospital and there's just no one around. Like, you got his little wiener out and all, don't you? He sees little wiener. wiener out. His head's half shaved. Yeah. He's got like that injury. So his head's been like shaved halfway across. Yeah. Yeah. But just the idea of like, when I was 23 or 24 watching this for the first time, that didn't bother me. But watching it now was like, that would be like an absolute fucking nightmare. Just waking yeah. up in the hospital. It and would he, be a nightmare. But he's Thursday. Like, that. I love that that scene where he goes to the, uh, the, the, the you know, like a vending machine. Like it opens yeah. it up and like he just has a gulp of some sort of like soft Pepsi. drink. It might be Pepsi. Is it Pepsi? It's yeah. Pepsi machine, that, yeah. Fucking hell. Pepsi Old got their Pepsi. hand around that, didn't they? <laughs> but just that whole idea of like, I'm sure it's like a 10 minute scene where like he walks out of the hospital onto the street and there's no one around. That's like, like a really good. It's like some guitar thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's like a weird soundtrack to it in there. I, I love all that. Like, it. it's like a nightmare. Like, it's really well done. Just thought of something though. Did The Walking Dead rip this off? Yeah, I was literally, this... I was, I'm glad you just said this, John. I was literally just about to bring this up. Yeah, Walking, walk, Walking Dead has done the exact same thing, hasn't it? With, with this main character. Yeah. Walking Dead, literally, how long ago did fucking Walking Dead come out? It's like fucking 10 years ago now. It's like, it's getting beyond a joke now. I, I was young, I was a child when Walking Dead came out. I'm sure I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like the comic might have been a few years early. I don't know if they did the exact same thing, but like, like John's asking is like, which one came first? Was it, was it Walking Dead ripped off of this or did this rip off of Walking Dead? Literally. Rick in The Walking Dead, Jimbo, wakes up in a hospital. Is that the yeah. same way? There's no one around kind of thing. Well, I, I've seen the first series of Walking Dead when it first came out, which was, you know, when I was about 17 or something. I mean, we were talking about <laughs> getting on for 10 years ago, the series I, came, I think, the series I think it was 2010, 2010, yeah, it came out. Yeah, it's been, been out about 10 years, this programme, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. But, but it was literally a direct translation of the comic book, that first series. I remember it. And I don't know when that was from now. Well, so I don't know I which think, came first, the comic book well, of or course, this. Of course, 20 days later it came first. It was like, tomorrow, it probably filmed in about 1999 or year 2000 or 2001 or something like that. I think it was 03, I think. 02 or 03, I think. I'm not 100% sure, but... I'm, I don't know. I think it was, it was the first film ever to be released on digital, wasn't it? Or to be filmed on No, digital. no, you know, what that, what, you know what film that was, don't you? What? Episode two, Attack of the Clones. Mm, but this and is that, the first one that's a hundred percent been, re- or more, more, more percentage on this one has been done than the other one. I think Attack of the Clones was hundred percent digital. That's why it looks like shit. It's like the worst looking Star Wars. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this, this is the film that came out. Which came out first? I'm sure it was 2001. You might be right. I'm not, I'm not checked it, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What, what people can tell us that are wrong, can't they? Like my, my one of my final points is going back to the the army thing. When I first watched it, I didn't like the army base thing at the end. I felt like it went off on this weird tangent. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. But again, watching it now, I think it's class. Like it's like a kind of like Dawn of the Dead kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, George Romero's zombie films all do this, where like the humans they come like, back the, to reality. Yeah, I think Nick mentioned like the humans are the actual bad guys kind of thing. <laughs> And that's where the, the, that's where this gets to with the ending. 
where the, the army people are actually worse than the zombies. Yeah, exactly. Only the humans are bad guys at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. Even Godzilla film is like, yeah, the humans did it or whatever. <laughs> they, 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 they almost turned the fucking zombies into the good guys by the end of it. <laughs> no, yeah. they, gen- they genuinely do, though, because like um, they, they end up fucking releasing the, the zombie, whatever you want to call them. Just to yeah. fucking just to save the actual day, you know what wow. I mean? Like, like they they yeah. released they're released into the house to save them from what might possibly be an even worse fate. <laughs> Again, though, that's a massive Dawn of the Dead thing. That in Dawn of the Dead, they're in a shopping mall, and a gang of bikers turn up, and, like take over, and the humans who were there originally. They let all the zombies in to kill the bikers. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's a similar kind of thing, like yeah. Fucking <laughs> bang on then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> My last point is: Have you guys watched the sequel? Uh, Twenty eight weeks, weeks later. later. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not, not for a long time, but I have done. Yeah. I think yeah. it's pretty close, you know, to this one. I, I think part two is really good as well. Like. It's directed it's by a person. Uh, this isn't it? It's a different guy. Yeah, Danny Bull's the first one. I think it's Juan Carlos Fresnadillo who does part of a Spanish fella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. It's really good. I, I I can't actually speak on it because I've not watched it in so long, but I remember I, I remember enjoying it. Jeremy Re- Jeremy Renner as well. He's, he's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Jeremy Renner and Idris Elba is in it as well. Yeah, there's there's like a big cast in that. I don't one. remember Idris Elba being in it. He's the helicopter pilot, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's, cool, a, yeah. I'm sure cool there's a few other like big names in that one as well. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure I was looking Robert at Carlyle. it. Rose, Rose That's Burns, it. Robert Carlyle, yeah. I'm sure I was Robert oh, yeah. Carlyle, Rose Byrne, and there's another... There is the young blonde girl is Imogen yeah. Poots. Imogen Poots, that's right. She's been loads of stuff recently, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All star, star-studded cast, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. Have you guys got anything else? No, no. No, that's about it, isn't it? Okay, Jimbo, do you want to kick us off? Is it, would it be in your choice? We have a would rating. Uh, and that's to say five out of five, aren't I? That's unusual for you. I know. I know. Is that the first five out of five you've given? First five out of five. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm sure I've come out with another one. I don't think you've ever given a five out of five before. To be honest. Twenty days later, five out of five. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Nice round, clean number as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I've. Also, mate, you go first. I was just going to say, like, I'm. I'm going to sound like a absolute broken record again. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to give it a four out of five. <laughs> okay. I, I, did, I did love the film. Like uh, the first bit of it, I did kind of uh, get a bit bored for a little Animal bit. Animal rights, though, isn't it? At the beginning. Uh, yeah, just for, yeah. Just for a little bit. And then, but when Chris Eccleston came into it, it just fucking kicked off. And I was, I was on the edge. Of, I was on the edge of my seat for like. So fucking powerful, that film. Yeah, I think, personally. Sure. But yeah, four out of five. Yeah. Great. But you, sure. John Taylor. Just checking on Letterboxd there. Apparently, I watched this last year. I didn't realise that. 
Bloody hell. I think I watch it most years and I forget myself. Apparently I watched it July the 13th, 2019. Uh, I didn't even know that. Uh, But I'll give it a 4.5. Loved it. I just wish it wasn't shot digitally. It'd be so much better. But I understand. And one thing that not not annoys me, but Brendan Gleeson, the way his character dies... He gets, gets a drip in like, his eyeball, doesn't he? Like, yeah, it's just a bit like zombie or something, and it like drips in his eyeball. Yeah, look, oh, yeah, a crow's eating a zombie, and it drops into his eye. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh. it's a shit way I'm, to go about. <laughs> yeah, it's a shit way to die. Isn't but, it? but I kind of like it because it's like it, his daughter goes up to him, he's like, just get away from me, get away. Yeah, a bit it's random in it as well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, 4.5 out of 5. Nice. Classroom. Mm. Okay, that was the main films. So we'll jump into anything else we've watched. Jimbo, do you want to kick us off? Well, I've not really... I don't know, I've seen, seen a couple. I watched a Hashtag Alive, which is a zombie Korean one on Netflix. It's actually worth watching. Actually, genuinely worth watching. If you're into horror films, they like to similar to Twenty Eight Days Later in some in some re, some respects. Have we all seen it? Oh, I've hashtag not, alive. I've not watched it. No, I've not. No, give it a watch. We'll talk about it next time. I also mm. watched Midsummer. Midsummer. See, that's uh, <laughs> that's I, well, I I enjoyed that film. <laughs> you 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 got balls deep in that, didn't you, Nick? I've really enjoyed it. That's um, another. What's the studio called? A24. A24. I'm I'm a big fan of A24 films. Yeah, me too. I I thought this was a really good one, if I'm honest. Yeah, it was on my top five of 2019. This. Yeah, you fucking enjoyed that, didn't you? You enjoyed the hell. You enjoyed the hell out of it, didn't you? I feel like Jimbo hated this. I know. I'm feeling I'm feel like the king. This I know where this is going. This is building up to just uh, you slating <laughs> this film. Did you? You it. watched Tred? Did you watch? I watched Hereditary as well. I, I watched Hereditary yeah, recently. That's in my top five of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, like, you've seen Hereditary. Midsummer actually had such a good idea behind it at first. What? <laughs> it just felt like it just like literally was like all right well we can't really leave this place because people are killing people and stuff but Billy you'd be like fuck off I'm gonna go no no you're, you're totally right though that that is what I love about it have you never been in a bad situation that you know was bad and you knew it was gonna get worse but for some reason you don't leave I, I can't even no. think of an example. I can't think of an example now, but I swear I've been in situations like that where you know it's going to go sideways, but you stick around. I know. And it's like, that's what they're getting at. I think like that girl is like, "Where's my, where's my boyfriend gone?" I'm like, "Oh, he had to go get a he had to go get a train at twelve o'clock." We drive. And she was you, like, "You know what? Fuck off! Like, why is he not? Why is he not come to me? This bullshit! You've yeah. killed him." <laughs> and they're like, "Well, they're like, well, we'll drive you. We'll drive you to go meet yeah. him." She's like. She knows there's something dodgy, but she goes along and gets killed. The only, th- only thing is, John, is that 
people who said this actually did kill the guy. So uh... yeah, no, no, yeah, you're, you're totally <laughs> right. But it's a bit like I'm going off on a tangent here. Have you watched yeah. the girl with the dragon tattoo remake? Oh uh, yeah, have yeah, yeah. Have you Nick? No, I haven't. No. There's a bit at the end of that film where the killer catches Daniel Craig. Yeah. Purely because Daniel Craig doesn't want to embarrass himself. Daniel Craig is like scouting around the killer's house because he thinks he might be the killer. The killer come home, comes home and catches him. And he's like, oh, I'll come in for a drink. And Daniel Craig's yeah. too embarrassed to not come in for a drink. And he's like, why the fuck did they come in? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I feel like I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's like an English mentality. Like, I feel like it's I so English, Dan. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, yeah. you'd rather you'd rather die than not be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd rather die than be embarrassed. Yeah, how fucking twisted is that about the English mentality? It's that kind of thing with the girl in this, where like they're like, "Oh, we'll drive you to meet your boyfriend," and she knows there's something not right. Which yeah, is like, yeah. "Oh, but I'd look a right idiot if 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 he was fine and at the station." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I love that. I love that weird like element I mean, they're getting that kind of thing. It's on such a small scale, it sounds ridiculous, but actually, within reality, it's a real thing that you're talking talking about there, John. I mean, like, there are definitely people out there that would not do that. What did you think? What did you think of the Blood Eagle thing in Midsummer? Her boyfriend gets strung up with his lungs carved out of his body. Yeah. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> I thought it was a bit much. Because you've also got these sort of like, oh, well, let's push you off the edge of a cliff or something like that, and you fall and you smash your face open on this thing, and it's like, yay! But there is one scene, isn't there, where like one person is like, ow, ow, and they have to put them out of the misery, isn't there? Yeah, they have to finish them, yep. They don't look very happy, do they, those those people? No. Afterwards, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understood it. I got, I got what was what was happening, but it felt like just everyone just dropped off really quick, and they all just fucking like there was no really. It was it somebody out of bloody was it Thor or someone like that? No, it was like a Thor lookalike. Yeah, <laughs> it was like some very handsome fella, and then like some other like guy. For another film or something like that. I love the girl in it though, Florence Pugh. I think she's class. Yeah, main girl. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's lo- lovely looking, but she's quite. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, she's been in quite a few films as well, isn't she, Florence Pugh? Yeah, she's a class actress. She's in the new uh, the Black Widow film as Black Widow's sister. Yeah. That's pretty cool. She's got a big like Marvel break, yeah. And I think she's only literally about 20, 23, 24 or something like that. I believe so, yeah. So, so what, 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 what are you rating that film then, James? What film is that? <laughs> Midsummer. <laughs> oh, Midsummer. All right. I'd probably say like two out of five. Whoa. That, that's, a, that's abysmal. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but, but, but each to their own. Each to their own. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of five, pal. It, it got it got annoying. It got like the level of like yeah, you know, what do they call them programs like soap opera level at some point I thought. 
Fair enough. Melodrama. Yeah. What did you think of Hereditary? I enjoyed it. Um, but I thought that they, they kind of thought of like got a like, little Down syndrome lady and they've sort of made her be bad. I, I think thing. she's Down syndrome. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, cut this, cut this bit, guys. Cut, 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 cut. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think she's just ugly. <laughs> oh, oh Lord! Right, yeah, yeah. We'll, get, we'll, we'll stop again. Probably uh, remove this then. Yeah. Shit. I no worries. She was supposed to have some sort of mental deficiency. I haven't. That's true. No, only the only deficiency she has, she's possessed by the devil. I think, isn't she? Ah. <laughs> That that bloody thing, that, <laughs> that bloody devil, that, eh? That bloody virus. Uh, I wasn't massively. I mean, I thought I thought she was hilarious and stuff like that until she put her head out the window and it was like, fuck you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, telephone pole. That was a good scene, though. To be fair, it was, it was a good yeah. scene. It was shocking. Really like I weren't. It ready, was. I weren't ready for that at all. It just no. I wasn't a caller. <laughs> but it reminded me a yeah, lot like, of like. Um, um, Alfred Hitchcock's films, like it was just like yeah. straight away, just like some weird shit just happened. Uh, yeah, literally, you mean what are your main characters killed off in the first half an hour? Doesn't happen normally. Does I, it? I, yeah, to be fair, I think it was a similar thing where, um, like she was all over the posters, I'm sure, like all the trailers mm. and stuff was all about her. The film made you believe you were watching a film which was about this girl going crazy or something. And then, like you say, in the first half an hour or something, she gets fucking popped off. <laughs> yeah. I got, um... Yeah, I thought it was good. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely shocking. Okay, Nick, I believe you've got a few films there that you've been watching. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching loads of films, man. I'm fucking... Um, yeah, I think I've just been watching like a film a night, to be fair, but... Oh, really? um, <laughs> pretty much I, I, I paid for now tv um for a month and yeah. I, was like, I'm, I was like i was like I, I didn't need to do that i wanted to watch one film um so i paid <laughs> for a month so i was like i'm making the most of this so i watch a film like yeah. every night for the month like i do think of that though like i'll buy a film on apple tv you know like four quid or something but i catch myself thinking like, i could just pay nine quid or ten quid and get a month of now TV or something. No, exactly. Yeah. It's like... So, so crazy, isn't it? The, the films Dude. I am going to mention then is um, the Indiana Jones series just came on a few days ago, or a week ago or something. And um, and uh, yeah, so I, th- I thought I had watched them before, but apparently I hadn't. I, I started watching them I was like I've never seen it before, so I've watched the first three on the class. Uh, I, I really liked them. Yeah, I think my favourite one of the three is the third one, Last Crusade. Yeah, with Sean Connery. Yeah, Junior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said it like that. I was like, "Hey, Sean Connery." No, I said it in a Welsh accent. Is he? Is he his dad in it? Or yeah, as his dad. Yeah, and you find out at the end of part three that Indy's named after him. The whole joke was like, uh, Junior, wow, uh, Henry, Henry Jones Jr. Yeah, that was like, uh, oh no, Indy's like, uh, 
I like Indiana. We we named the dog Indiana. <laughs> that sounds like you were named after the dog. <laughs> that was, was that, that was, that's that's Gimli that in it as well. Yeah, Gimli. Yeah, when he was fatter. Yeah, the same guy who played the uh, the Ent, isn't it? In the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, Gimli. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, class films. Really enjoyed them. But, yeah. Um, what do you think about part two? It's the, it's the weaker of the three. Yeah, I mean, I still love it, but it's definitely the weakest one, like the of the three. I mean, like I said, I've not seen the fourth one yet, but from the Raven review that episode of South Park gave it, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not massively keen on watching it. I think yeah. they were a bit, they were a bit too harsh on it, purely because I'm sure you're aware of this. What aliens are in it, and it's like when people hear that, they're just like, "What the fuck, like, aliens?" Like. <laughs> But it, but it, I don't know. I'm fine with it. It's nowhere near as good as the original three, yeah. but it's not as bad as you know some other stuff, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I might watch it because it, it is on now TV as well, so I might stick that on. But um, yeah, I go. But but yeah, those ones. I I I don't even know how to rate them. Um, I might just rate them as a whole. Um, and. I don't know if this is purely me trying not to sound like a complete broken record all night, um, but I'm going to give them a four <laughs> point a four point five out of five. Um, but for the trilogy as a whole, yeah, that's fair enough. Yep, yeah. I'd give the first. I'd give I'd give one and three. Well, Red's all stark and. Last Crusade of five, and I give Temple of Doom four point five probably. So, 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 so four point five is quite good for the series. Then it's about average, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. Yep. I think we were just talking about like uh, before, like just so people know, The Descent and Dog Soldiers both maybe. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, Neil Marshall, like Dog Soldiers is class. Like I still love that. Fucking film. love Dogs. Dog Soldiers is one of my favourite horror films, especially ones that set in, set in England. It's always more spooky when it's set. Where, where, where you live, isn't it? Yeah, yeah close yeah. to home kind of thing. Yeah. And as well, one for Nick, like the director, Neil Marshall, went on to do game, a lot of Game of Thrones. Oh, did he? Yeah, and the bad guy in Dog Soldiers went on to be uh, oh, Davos Seaworth in Game of Thrones. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I know his face. Looks like, yeah, I can see him. Uh, yeah. Liam, Liam Cunningham is called an Irish actor. Yeah. Liam Cunningham. I believe Nick's got a surprise film for us. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so what you're referring to is the film that I've watched, um, which I'd never seen before. Um, you you have actually mentioned this tonight, John, once. Well, well, I, I guessed, didn't I? I guessed Dawn of the Dead. But... You, you guessed Dawn of the Dead, and that's not what <laughs> it is. So, um, it, 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 it's not even going to be that big of a... Um, reveal like i'm gonna say it and you're both gonna go oh okay um but anyway um scream scream i watched the first oh, great film great I, film. I watched the, the scream for the first time on uh friday and um last friday um mm. and um yeah he was good but like I, I i've seen scary movies before and scary movies basically just a shot for shot remake of this film isn't it but more, it is. more hilarious in a way but you see, this is the thing that annoys me with this. Like, people forget that screaming itself was a piss take of horror films. No, yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. 
And then they did scary movie, and it's like they've already done this. This is what Scream was. Yeah. Do you know, like Scream was genuinely meant to be funny. Like it That's wasn't meant. To, I mean, it's meant to be scary as well. Like, I believe it was supposed originally going to actually be called Scary Movie Scream. Was yeah, that's, that, that, that was that was the shooting title for it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so when 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 the when the, when the, the brothers, what they called them, two brothers, the two, Wayne and oh, brothers. Oh, the oh, they didn't do part one. They only did part two, I think. Oh, the, the, really? I, I, I thought they were. I thought they were. I thought they were the scary movie brothers. I thought they. Oh no, so you're wrong. Yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, one of them was in part one. It was the football player. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, the, it was the a, gay football it, player. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a class film, though. It was a really good film. I really yeah, yeah. It was a class film. Actually, uh, I've, uh, I, I love Scream One. I've 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 still not seen any of them. Goofy, yet, but, goofy. But, my yeah. ass. <laughs> See that that's a scary movie. <laughs> that is scary movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, I thought it was talking about. I thought it was talking about. <laughs> no, I, the, this is this is my point exactly. Um, Scary movie. It's basically a shot-for-shot shot remake of this film, but they've just kind of yeah. um, exaggerated for certain scenes. I think. Yeah. What I just one bit it was where... already supposed to be a bit of a comedy, wasn't it? So that's what I mean. Like, there's one bit like where scary movie do a thing where some daft girl like runs up the stairs ridiculously to get away from the killer. It's like you don't run up the stairs. Mm. Well, Scream literally did that joke. Like Nev Campbell to get away from the killer runs up the stairs. And, They've just been joking and screaming a minute ago about how the, the daft girl always runs up the stairs instead of going yeah. out the front door. And they, yeah. she literally does it herself in the film. Yeah, like, yeah. So they're repeating it's the joke. Like, that, they're trying to make something out of something that doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like they're hammering the joke home. It's like Scream actually made that joke, but without hammering it home. Yeah, but, yeah. It's like when someone you know, says a joke and then someone just ignores you and then someone just says the same joke again, but louder. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love Scream One though. I think it's no, class. it's good. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I am probably gonna try and watch the the rest of them. I mean, I, well, I'll say the rest. Of, I, I believe the first three are the, the the ones to watch. Oh, I don't know. I think Scream Four is probably better than Part Three. Personally, oh, really? I'd say so. Yeah, it's got Kirby in it. Part Four as well. That's pretty good. Uh, Kirby, the Nintendo yeah. character, you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it's uh, it's Hayden Panettiere who played the cheerleader in Heroes. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. She's amazing in Scream Four. She's beautiful. She's a beautiful blonde lady, isn't she? She is. She married a uh, Vladimir, the boxer. Putin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Vladimir Putin. <laughs> I say I remember Clutch watching Ke- Heroes around the same time as watching like um, Lost and stuff like that. Literally the same time, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Scream Scream 1, though, like, we mentioned before, the killer's called Billy Loomis, which is the name of, well, Sam Loomis from Psycho. Yeah. There's loads of little, like, uh, homages in there. I was going to say this. There was uh, what that one homage where um, the headmaster goes out into the hallway and the cleaners basically... um, Freddy Krueger. Um, Freddy Krueger, that's the one. Well, yeah. Yeah. Freddy Krueger eyes each other. No, no, he's no, literally, no. He's literally wearing the jumper, isn't he? And he, he walks out and he says something, I can't remember, and the cleaner turns around to him like, what, me? He's like, oh, no, not you. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> the principal's being uh, terrorised by the kids, and it? well, he thinks it's the kids. It's like those damn little shits. Are you talking to me? No, go back to your job, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the uh, that cleaner, that's Wes Craven. Is that actually Wes Craven? Yeah, yeah. The actual and, guy. Yeah, that's... and the principal, that, that teacher, the principal, that's uh, the Fonz from Happy Days. Nice. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Henry, Henry Winkler. I mean, there's a few names in this, isn't there? Um, there is, yeah. Friends. And what, what's woman, the name please. of this film again, John, so, so we don't forget? Uh, Scream. Scream 1. Scream 1. <laughs> I, lo- I love that you completely forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> and, and Fuck you, off, Nick. I remember. And you were just like, just remind us what we're talking about. Just remind the audience what we're talking about so the audience knows. <laughs> yeah, well, ignorance is bliss sometimes, Nick, okay? <laughs> Like, genuinely, like, I've always loved horror films, but I think I've never seen Friday the 13th Part 1 properly until I watched this film. Because I got Mm. caught out by the thing about uh, name the killer in Friday the 13th. Yeah. And Drew Drew Bamos like, Jason, Jason, Jason. Uh -uh, No way. This bit's. It's no. more than it in the first one. To be fair, his mum in the first film, that's right. I've, Not Jason Voorhees in the first I, one. I mean, I, maybe it's because I've only watched it for the first time this year, but I was quite proud of myself that when she was saying um, Jason, I was like, no, it was his fucking mum, wasn't it? <laughs> I, was yeah. sat, I was sat there going, hang on, no, come on, it's his mum. <laughs> that's one of them things that, like, when I was, I was like 15, when I watched this for the, for the first time. And I thought I'd seen Friday the 13th, but I'm not. I'd only seen the sequels. I'd not seen the first one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you misremember something. And that proper caught me out. But yeah, I still love the first one. I think it's great. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, I think it's class. Yeah. Big fan of yeah. that. RIP Wes Craven. Yeah. Well, when did he die? Uh, about five years ago, I think. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I hated yeah. that fellow. Like, he was uh, he was up there, wasn't he? Did a few uh, class horror films, yeah. Okay, so that was uh, everything we've watched this week. We'll uh, finish off there, guys, if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Happy Halloween to everyone. Yeah, happy Halloween. It's literally happy just, 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 just struck midnight, the, the witching hour or something. I don't know. Mm. I'm scared no one could go, no go trick-or-treating because of COVID. I know, yeah. <laughs> so all the ghosts will be coming to our own houses this, this, this year, so... Yeah. Literally, if you go trick-or-treating, the trick will be on you. You'll get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be in jail for breaking the law. Yeah, in jail in jail with COVID. <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest monsters this year are the cops, aren't they? Yeah, so... Oh, political Sanders turns up late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've all seen what America's like, though, haven't we? I mean, come on. We're not... <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I like it. Joe Rogan's turned up for the end. The end. Yeah. The end. Yeah, Joe Rogan's the end. Yeah. <laughs> all the police. I mean, did not they've not helped anybody really, have they? <laughs> That's good. Keep it going. Yeah. 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 Oh, but yeah, uh, well, uh, ACAB dudes, okay. <laughs> All cops <laughs> are bastards. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween, everybody. Happy. Yeah, happy Halloween. It's getting to the witching hour. I'm loving the yeah. witching hour. My favourite hour. I mean, I can't really pretend it's, it's, that any other hour is favourable to this. It's it's the the, the best hour, I'm sure. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll probably still be on Zoom again, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yep. So uh, stay safe, everyone. And we'll uh, be back in a week or two. And don't get don't get bitten by any vampires or don't get bitten by any COVIDs. Yeah. Definitely no vampires yeah. with COVID. Yeah. No. Oh god. No. That's the worst thing ever. Oh. Mm. Not only will you be a, like a vampire for life, you'll have COVID for life as well. What yeah. yeah. I, it's like it's yeah. like getting gonorrhea. It's one of those <laughs> things that I don't think you can get rid of, isn't it? It's like oh, AIDS or something like that. I mean it's like once you've got the um, the vampire COVID, copper, yeah, the <laughs> copper, copper loving, copper loving drug, you, you fucked really, aren't you? Saying? Just fucked, mate. Yeah. Not only that though, like if you're a vampire, you're gonna live forever. But if you've got COVID as well, you can like never go to a restaurant again. You can Shutting never go anywhere. You've been locked down forever. I'd be so fuming if I was a vampire. I could live forever, like forever. But I had COVID, so I couldn't go into any places. I'd be so fucking fuming, me. Yeah, you're in lockdown forever. Yeah, that's the true nightmare. True nightmare. Good lord. Okay, so happy Halloween, everyone. Stay safe, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah, we will be. Thanks very much for listening. Cheers, guys. Bye. If you survived this far, then bloody hell. I mean, good luck. Yeah, good luck yeah. for the rest of your life. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can email with any feedback or complaints at don't spoil the ending at gmail.com or you can tweet us at DSTE Podcast. Thanks for watching. <laughs>